quick uh adam here zoe here james here gabe here craig now Anyways. recording yeah <laughs> perfect <laughs> now recording okay with that are we, are we ready oh i'm into it Let's do introductions, guys. Uh, the band's back together. Everyone's back together. Yes. Do, 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 do. Wow, that is not the song we that- play as a group, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? It's just one person just singing like that, sort of, and then everyone else just sitting there like, I'm getting a paycheck. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work a desk job. This is better. Anyways, um, we're going to do reverse order introductions because Adam is eating. And as a result of that, um, we're going to try to give him the most time to, like, clear his vocal pathways with all the food. You know what I'm saying? Um, Gabe, do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Gabe, and I'm making my triumphant return to the podcast after two weeks. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Hello, I am James, and uh, I never left, although I'm sure some of you wished I had. Wow, brag about wow. it. Back to the rankings again. Nice. <laughs> no, not, not the rankings. Anything but the rankings. No. All right. uh, I am Zoe, the narrative game darling of the group. And um, yeah, that is my intro. Very nice intro. I'm sad you didn't go with the uh, token girl intro, but hey, you know. I refuse. That is your right. Anyways, um... <clears throat> Adam says done eating, by the way. Okay. So <laughs> I was trying to put it in Discord. I was trying to put it in Discord so that we didn't have to have this here. McCoy. No, no, no. It's, it's it's in the uh, official record now. Hey, look, we daylight had... savings times happened today. Everyone was running short on time. I forgot about food. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. I will say, some of the feedback that we received was that we do too many things in Discord that are way too fun and people feel left out. So if Adam says something also, in Discord that's supposed to be secret, I'm just going to announce it out loud. <laughs> Also, Adam earlier in Discord said, and I quote, Dark Souls was a bad game. So that's an interesting thing for him to have said. I think context is important, but let's finish introductions and then I will yell at you. Someone screen cap it. (laughs) So McCoy. Yes. Hey, uh, I'm McCoy. Uh, I am the type of person apparently that loves this game, Um, but we'll get into that. Um, 
and I did not expect that, but you'll see. And so I don't know. That's it's kind of a weird intro, but maybe throughout the course of this podcast, you'll know more about me by the end, because um, I learned some stuff about myself while playing this game. Anyways, um, Adam. Yeah. So I'm Adam. I'm the uh, resident mechanics grump of the game uh, or of the game club, and um, I, on the opposite side of McCoy, learned that I hate this kind of game. I mean, I kind of already <laughs> know that, but like we'll get into it, and I'll fight McCoy, and that'll be fun. Okay, so intro's done. Context, why do you hate Dark Souls? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so you guys, I was off trying to prepare my baked potato, my, my sad meal, and um, you guys were talking about how you were going to uh, say things that would rile me up. And I offered a suggestion for something that might rile me up, namely that Dark Souls was a bad, was a bad game. Is this because you weren't good enough to play it? I'm just curious. Hey, so, McCoy, I think we've already talked on the podcast about how I got you to play Dark Souls, and you were so, extremely reluctant to. I think that what should happen is that McCoy should just delete all of what Adam said to give context <laughs> <laughs> for the final edit. The power of editing, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. We all know that McCoy doesn't edit anything. That's true. You're safe this time. Um, all right. Let's do this, man. I'm, I'm itching to get into it. So, so you want to give us a rundown of what this thing is this weird yeah, thing for sure all right so this week i had you play the first half of the game the cat lady um content and spoiler warning uh since this is a game that we're playing we will be spoiling what happens throughout the game but uh, also more importantly uh, there's a content warning for this uh this game does involve suicidal thoughts suicide self-harm um sexual violence um, all the like. So that gore. is your warning for this. Yeah, gore. That's another. But uh, yeah. So with that, uh, just a brief summary of the game. You play a forty-year-old woman named Susan Ashworth who decides one night to take a whole bottle of pills, and in this afterlife thing, she is suddenly granted the power of immortality, and she is told to go back to the real world and hunt down five people that uh, this evil-ish woman, god, demon person wants you to hunt down for her. Um, and that is kind of how this game begins. So, given how I think a lot of people are on different sides of the fence with this game after playing the first half of it, um, I believe, you know, there's half of us are in the boat of this is a sweet game. I love it. The other half is this game fucking sucks. But I think just to start off, I just want to, uh, I did some research on the game developer just cause I was very interested into like what kind of game developer creates a game like this and has it be rated as highly as it is. And yeah, what's wrong uh, with these I'll guys? just <laughs> Yeah, what is wrong with these guys? They make good games, what? Um but no, I was I was just going to kind of start out by stating the developers mission statement for why they create the games that they do and the manner in which they do. And so I'll just start the quote. Quote with today's industry, most interested in producing visually stunning but often uninspired and repetitive blockbuster titles, we find that people who played games for years start looking back to times when it wasn't all about shooting monsters and space marines and something 
and sometimes crave for an intellectual adventure that puts complex storyline and immersive dialogue before the polygon count. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, continue. (laughs) That was like some Hellspawn laugh. Did anyone get that vibe? (laughs) That was not like a normal Adam laugh. Adam really fucking hates this game. (laughs) He's going to tear it to shreds. I can already tell. Um, But anyway, continuing on. We believe the most important advantage indie games have over big multi-million dollar productions is the ability to create almost intimate bond between the player and the game's creator. Made by a very small team of people, it is a personal journey into the world conceived with true passion in the imagination of its maker. And what a fucked up imagination that is in some yeah, instances right. of this game. Oh Jeez. yeah, that's straight from um, the, right. the, the mission statement, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so end quote, uh, besides the fucked up part of the imagination part. But anyway, um, so with that said, uh, I would like to get everyone's initial impressions of this game, um, and perhaps go from there. Sure. So you can tell I'm itching to start with this. Um, initial impressions after the first five chapters. Wow. Awful. Um, like I have a huge long li- laundry list of things that I can go down. You played for five chapters, or sorry, four chapters. Misspoke there. Um, well, okay, three and a half. I didn't make again. Can I, can I get times. a two? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I I wanted to stop after that. <clears throat> it's like, so this I is a point and click adventure game. Through, although yeah. I guess technically not because it's using arrow keys instead, and you don't actually use the mouse. Um, but like, there's a lot of things that they do in this game and the genre in general has like a lot of problems with it, in my opinion. Um, and this game does nothing to ameliorate those problems. Um, in addition, I felt uninvested in like most of what was happening. Um, and I get the production quality isn't going to be the best just because it's, you know, it's an indie game. They're working on a small studio. Um, but the wide variation in like, uh, uh, voice, not skills. The voice actors not, not necessarily targeting their skills, but with their equipment, like wildly varied between per- from person to person. Um, and it was like very clear when one person was like talking on their Discord mic, like we are. Um, and it's like it, it just kind of takes you out of it. Um, there's a whole list of things, but my initial impressions are it was just uh, I want to be done with this. And we're gonna play a second week, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll just follow that up. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think the the main initial reaction question for this game was like, was it intentionally like janky? You know what I mean? Because the first impression I got was like, oh yes, it's intentionally janky. Like these things are intentionally blurry, like the the assets and stuff. Like that's kind of their vibe, and. Um, I still think that's to be that's the case after having played like four chapters, but I do think there are weird things here and there that sort of hint otherwise, where like the game just crashes every ten seconds, and you're like, oh, <laughs> or like when a Steam notification comes up and then it just sort of like shreds itself on the way down, and you're like, what just happened over there? You okay? Did you um, ever go into the setup and change it to its actual, uh, like, so? That happened to me a lot, and it was really fucked up, and it didn't work at all when it was in full screen mode. And so I quit the game and, like, entered setup mode and changed it to, like, really low uh, 
pixel count, like 800 by 600 or something. And it ran way better, uh, but was small. I actually was never given the choice. It actually, so it's, it started up and it was small. And in fact, it would not go behind any other windows. It was locking off basically an entire monitor. Um, yeah. And I couldn't do anything about this. That was only the first time I opened up the game. Uh, when I regrettably opened up the game another time, it was fine. Um, but like, y- these are problems that we've solved before. Like, I, I I am pretty sure that um, the ground gives way had this unlock. Well, you couldn't change its resolution either, but you know whatever. You like kind of could. You had to like increase the text size. <laughs> you had to do some weird shit for that game. I feel like that's kind of an example of like eh, they both kind of fucked up this area. But, but it wasn't uh, like yeah, leaning into agree. malware. Yeah, but see the thing is like <clears throat> okay, crashes aside, right? And like. I mean, honestly, crashes is a little extensive. It's more just like you alt-tab and then you're like, why did I do that? No, did I save? Um, But But outside of that, uh, I actually think the mic quality was something, because, so listen, like, you know, I pay a lot of attention to the audio these days because I edit this podcast or whatever and I have to listen to that stuff. And actually, I thought it was really effective as like a very weird, distorted, fucked up sound that was coming out of different people and it was different. And I, I actually think it kind of fits. Like, I, I think thematically all of the jankiness of this game actually fits together right well. It's just a nightmare, um, which I really appreciate. So I sort of saw it the other way where I was like, yeah, this is totally junk. And I, like everyone just like fights as hard as they can to make the best quality thing, the best looking thing, the best sounding thing. And this is like just so intentionally not any of that. But it, to me, had a cohesion of just you can't tell what's reality and what's right and whether you're fully present in the moment or whether you're in a dream or if you're in real life or if you're dead already, like you don't know anything and it's all fucked up and weird. And I, I really appreciated it for that, to be honest. Anyone else feel that way or anyone else just think it was just awful sounding and that was too much for them to get over? I don't know. I feel like for, for me, the sound quality for the voice acting did not bother me as much in this game. And I think it's for the reasons that you stated, McCoy, and that this game didn't try to be a AAA blockbuster feature. Um, There's clearly a lot with this game. Like, it was made back in 2013, but still, there was materials back in 2013 to make well-designed games. Um, And I think just because the game decided to kind of have that paper doll aesthetic and then, you know, the the art style is like half photorealism, half like sketching. Um, It all kind of seemed very like kind of Frankenstein-esque, I'd say, where it just looks like different elements of different games are kind of jumbled together into one collage of a game. Um, And so that, yeah, I think that's why the voice acting didn't really bother me um i personally liked the art style of this game just because um yeah it's just different for its time in that there's just not a lot of games out there like it um and i personally also thought that the writing in this game was really well written um and so yeah i guess therefore i didn't mind the quality as much just because the game wasn't trying to be that top-notch kind of game 
I would just take it like slightly forward forward than that for me. Like it's not that I didn't mind the quality. It's like I actively liked how fucked up it was. Just because it was a... Uh, if you divorce yourself from this idea of good and bad sounding, it was fucking weird. Like if you just accept what these weird signals are that kind of are coming out of the computer, these are weird, unearthly, otherworldly sounds. And I think that's so fitting for like a a thriller of this like psychiatric nightmare nature. So I agree with McCoy. I thought that the <clears throat> the voice acting um I, I didn't have an issue with. I mean, it wasn't like amazing but i'm not expecting it to be um and the quality it yeah it just it kind of it helped to throw me off um which was like the whole point of this game is to kind of throw you off is that true though <clears throat> yeah so like okay so i feel maybe that you guys have flashed on to the, the voice acting thing. Like, that is not my main nitpick. Oh, no. Sorry. It, that is a your... nit that I am picking, but it is not the problem with this game. No, the uh, problem with this game is that the gameplay is super, super unpolished. <clears throat> there are a me. number of things, and yeah, that's definitely one of them, and I'll get into that in a bit here when we start talking about the puzzles, or quote-unquote puzzles. Um... <laughs> But, like, is it really, like, everyone seems to be saying that it's like, oh, the, the, the sound and the aesthetics really worked to unsettle you. And I can get that this is probably intentional, but I'm wondering how much of it actually is. Like, who was like, hey, let's, was it a choice to have um, probably not super professional voice actors and, and low quality equipment doing the recording for all the voices in the game? It is yeah, intentional. It, it was okay, definitely that, that a choice. Was. But I mean, I, they couldn't out. even care if it's intentional or not, because the end result is a powerful effect, at least to me. Like, you it know, it was not for me. Yeah, I'm actually going to side with Adam. I I hated it because like the main <laughs> the main actress, she sounded fine, but like you'd get like the nurses or the the side characters who just sounded atrocious, like it, like insanely I different equipment their setup. Stuff and their equipment yeah, exactly. I hated it until I discovered awful. this space bar. Right. They never tell you about that. <laughs> the space bar really know what that is. made me like it a lot more. That's the skip yeah, button? That's the skip text button, which they don't tell you exists. In fact, you don't use it for anything else in the game. They okay, never tell Doki you that Doki this Doki Literature Club never tells you that the space bar helps you speed up the text. And yet, no one had an issue with that. There's also not bad voice acting in that game. <laughs> There's no voice acting whatsoever in that game. You could, also, yeah, exactly. you could also click. I think it made pretty clear that you could click through it. Um, so they gave you an option to skip from the text of Doki Doki Literature Club. But also, Doki Doki Literature Club had other redeeming qualities. Wow. Damn. No, sorry. Damn. This, this game does have redeeming qualities. I don't mean to like take fully the I side of like this game. I feel like Adam's about to like punch through the screen right now. I'm he ready. So upset. Aim for me, dog. Um, um, no. To to answer though, they're coming out a, with a game in April of this year. Um, oh, really? And it is intentional. It. The voice acting and the voice quality they do because it's literally run by two guys, two guys who don't have a lot of assets and simply like making games for fun and 
they honestly on their Facebook fan page were, you know, posted that they were doing tryouts for some of the voice acting in their new game. So they're working with what they have. They probably don't have okay, the should funds hit to easily. We should hit them up. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we, for real. Like that sounds all. Maybe all of us late. should just be the voice actors. That would be all, dude. For real, I would spend hours for free for that. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> so sorry. So what were you saying? Well, no. So I'm just saying it is intentional on their part with all of that stuff. And yeah, I get it. It's unsettling and unprofessional and sounds janky at times but like i said it didn't really bother me as much as i feel like it bothers a lot of people now if a game like in the quality of the last of us came out and it sounded like joel was coming over an apple earphone speaker yeah that's one thing so i'm, but, I'm a bit confused as to what you're saying so you're saying that it was intentional but you're also saying that it was because of limited resources if it's limited resources i can very much understand that like it's something that i count as like sort of a negative but indie games this is, you know, well, I just mean in intentional and in that they, they're aware that it's not the best quality. I don't mean intentional as we're going to have somebody recite these lines on a crappy microphone because we want them to. But okay, I, actually I just mean they're the self-aware. That might think, honestly be the case because you, you look at this from an audio perspective and like I could have spent an hour and made this more cohesive. But and I, I don't want to say that they couldn't do that. I would probably ad think that they could probably spend that hour to make these voices sound more cohesive or up the volume of one of them because they're super low for no reason. But I just they didn't. <clears throat> and the result to me was actually fantastically powerful. So I sort of sit there and I'm like, ah, I don't think I don't think it's it's a matter of that. I think it's a, an effect or at least the end result to me is definitely an effect. Or they're just lazy. But. Kind of like choosing to make all of your characters not have faces because you can't afford to pay artists to make faces. <clears throat> it's like you're just choosing to allocate your resources somewhere else, which is a choice. So it is intentional that they, you know, that, that the voice acting was all over the place. So I can accept that, but the the question I guess is then more was it in an artist was it an artistic statement? Did they like look at this and I, say I think they we could make the voices it. better, or and then they decided no we we should put our resources elsewhere we can get more bang for a buck somewhere else, or did they say we should make the voices intentionally weird and and bad because we think it will have artistic effects X Y and Z, and I, I think it's definitely in the limited resources picking and choosing your fights thing, which I'm more fine with. Um, but it seems like McCoy thinks that this is like a, a a choice that they have made, like intentionally with some kind of artistic intent. And I'd like to hear you defend that, McCoy. Why yeah, no. is this? Why does this, this contribute? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think it contributes in a number of ways, actually, because it, it really is. You don't like it's the same. It's like it's getting to do with what you would expect things to sound like. You, the cohesion you would expect uh, characters to have if they worked on a project, you know, like a bunch of different voices. So, for instance, like when you're walking through the world and you leave an area and then come back and it's the, the boxes have been the screens have been rearranged and you're like, what the fuck am I? Like it's fucking with your expectations of what reality is. That's like the whole premise of the game It's like whatever you expect to happen to hell with that. We're going to do weird shit. And I think the voices really actually contribute to that a lot because every character is just weird and different and has their own feel to it. And some of them just feel like they're barely in this world. They feel like they're like 
in a dream like they're just so quiet and airy and weird and you're like what's happening why are you so why are you like that and it's like are you even real that to me is the sense that i was getting from a lot of the different voices was like i can't even tell if you're part of this plane of existence or if you're like a connection to another or like some weird element and that to me was awesome and you could give these guys thousand dollar microphones and thousand dollar mic setups and mic booths or whatever and they could have made the voices sound amazing and i think that would have been worse to me because that would have sounded normal. That would have sounded fine. And then you would maybe focus more on what they're saying or whatever, but you wouldn't have that weird experiential ele- like element of it uh, so that I think is powerful. Go ahead. I fight against that because, um, so, okay. When I'm hearing it, I'm not like, wow, this is ethereal because you know sometimes they put filters over voices and that is one way to do that. Um, even if you've got low quality mics or whatever. Um, so, okay, sorry. We're going to work under the assumption that this is intentional and made with artistic intent, even though I think that we have not come to that choice, simply because that is where McCoy is arguing from, if I'm correct. Uh, you're saying that this enhances the experience? Well, okay. So my, if you really want to get down to the core of it, it's that it doesn't matter to me whether it was intentional or not. The effect is powerful. Now, I might okay. say that perhaps there's some intentionality to it. I hope they real, like realize the effect that it's having. But to me, ultimately, it is the experience that it... Uh, leads itself to is different. Okay, so I disagree with that. So, and here's why. Um, so, the voices uh, kind of sound like you can hear people moving closer and further away from their mics. So, it doesn't sound to me ethereal. It sounds to me like there is a person on Discord. Um, it, it pulls me out of the experience. Uh, in addition to that, um, you're saying that it kind of makes things, everyone's a little weird and different and kind of dreamlike, but they didn't lean into that like I felt most other places with the characters. Like every character has the same paper doll skeleton. Every character is pretty much shaped the same. Um, it's like they didn't, it, it doesn't interact with anything else in the game. Like it, it doesn't actually play off of or play into other things in the game other than the dream sequences, which are not super voiced except for the ones where they have like major voice filters on people. Um, and when you are in a dream sequence, uh, at least up through chapter three and a half, um, it makes it very clear that you are. Um, there's like supernatural elements and then the screen is fuzzy and, and things like that. It, it makes it very clear that this is not reality. Right. Um, so having ordinary people with discord sounding mics and they're, they're all shapes normally, if you will. Um, they all like nothing else is unsettling about these people really. So how does that... It, in terms of the voice, nothing's unsettling about them? Or, or like in terms of the content of what they're saying? Because I mean, like the characters are deeply unsettling and the world that they're in is deeply unsettling. And I mean, the sort of idea that the dream sequences are really obvious because they add the filters. I mean, yes, definitely. But to me, it's like an inception thing. Like, do you think the base outer level is reality? Because like half the time you're shooting yourself in the face with a gun and then you like jump back into a dream sequence. So like there is no outer level. Like there is no reality. It's all just levels of dream sequences. So like that to me, like you want to fuck up the mic a little bit and then you want to go into a dream sequence and fuck it up more. I'm all for that. Uh, sure. I guess I still disagree, but I don't think we're going to agree to disagree on this point. So perhaps we should just leave it and move on. <laughs> no, I'm just curious if other people like, no, I'm just curious because we have a spectrum of people here who you know liked it or didn't like it. Some people think it maybe just didn't attract and that's where they sit. But did anyone think that <laughs> yeah is anyone in the audience on my side no but like you know did anyone think that this had a positive impact like above above oh no it just didn't detract like did anyone think that it could actually add to the element no 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> Question answered. I, I, I think we can conclude that I think the majority majority of us are indifferent or just think it detracts. Um, McCoy, I think you're the only one who really saw it apply to the story as a whole, which is an interesting point. And whether that's intentional or not, we'll never be able to know from the game developers unless we were able to like pick their brain a little bit. Send them an email. Um, but I think one thing that really drew me to this game um, is I am very drawn towards the character cats. of Susan Ashworth. No, I'm allergic to cats, unfortunately. Oh, my bad. Um, but I think it was interesting because when I saw the first chapter as a Let's Play about like five or six years ago, I just found it so compelling that a game would dare to try to use a 40-year-old, conventionally unattractive, I'd say, woman, or at least her sprite is not by any means meant to appear sexy. Like, I think it was a very bold decision by the game developers to have the central protagonist be this 40-year-old woman in a world where if you were to add a woman protagonist, she either has to be young or cartoon or sexed up or, you know, as far as the research I did towards women protagonists um, in other video games from that time of 2013, 2014, like really all I saw were women that fell in that category. And so like Susan Ashworth is in her own category. Um, and I just thought that was a very bold choice. Um, and I almost want to try to figure out why they chose that as opposed to like a younger, more attractive girl to show off the story would have been seen as like creepy with all the gore and sexual violence going on. Like, I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Just to start, <clears throat> I don't, I don't think that it would have been significantly more creepy if it was a, a young and sexualized woman experiencing sexual violence because there's a lot of really fucked up stuff that happens. And I don't think like, I mean, it, it, who it was happening to made it less fucked up to me. Like it was just really gross to watch. <clears throat> I mean, didn't a lot of it happen to other people and you just kind of stumbled your way in there? Yeah, most of it did. At least so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some of it happens to you, or at least, like, almost does. I mean, yeah, you're getting, like, involved, Some but... of it does. Yeah. I, I, well, I agree that it's a brave choice. Like, you don't see... This chapter four where you play being... as a cat? Partially. Y yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I hate the like, cat mechanics, by the way. Bold yeah, those are bad. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get a chance yeah, to we'll talk there. about all the all the bad. <laughs> um, give me give me half an hour and I'll I'll go through it. But um, yeah, I do think it was a bold choice to have an older woman um, be the protagonist. I think that's that's to this game's credit. Um, I like that. It's a good thing they did with that. I, I would I would not say that it is bold, but I would say that it is an excellent choice. Like to me, like a game like this has no rules. Like they don't have to bend to society. They can do whatever the fuck they want. And they prove it to you over and over again. So for them, it's like, if you want to do that, 
I think that's a really interesting area to explore narratively is there is clearly a thing that I've noticed among like people at my work or whatever, that is just this overwhelming sense, not necessarily overwhelming, but it's this sense of when you're a female in this culture, you feel like you're aging worse than men are. Like you feel like these men are still like powerful, or whatever, and you feel like you're less beautiful. And trust me, people at my work tell me about this all the time and it makes me so sad. But I think that is the perfect place to take a character like this who's down on everything. Like that's a perfect place of just feeling like I don't have value in every sense of my life anymore. Like it's perfect. I think it, 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 the, the choice of this character was excellent to me. Mm. Yeah, and I'm liking the direction this game is going with the central plot being towards this budding friendship between Mitzi and Susan and just trying to get a woman like Susan Ashworth to open up a bit more. And she's clearly a very lonely person. And so Mitzi is kind of her integration back into a somewhat normal life. And I'm liking the direction the game is going with it so far. Can I ask about uh, this, the thing with Mitzi? That scene where the old woman appeared behind her? Oh, yeah. yeah. What did you think that, uh, that uh, I guess, resembled? Or what do you think that is like a, a play at? Um, I mean, she, she appeared behind Mitzi and kissed her cheek and then disappeared. And I think... And then you Susan initially thought that Mitzi was one of the friendly people trying to hurt Susan. The parasite. So, yeah, I think Susan took that as a sign that Mitzi was a parasite. But in actuality, it's that Mitzi's dying of cancer. So that was just maybe a symbol or a sign, a foreboding okay. sign that she's going to die. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I took it as, too. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I definitely did not take it that way. Good for you. Um, that that makes a lot of sense. I think it's still to some degree up in the air what that could really mean as we haven't solved it yet. Like who knows where that fucking goes. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when I first saw it, I thought it was maybe the old lady in a younger form. Yeah, I think it was maybe just because her figure was a little more transparent. I don't know. Might have looked a little bit different in the game. Who knows? And, like, who knows? Maybe as we play through this game, Mitzi's going to turn into, like, the most horrible parasite of them all. And then it's going to break my heart because I love stories she's, about women friendship. And if they break that, the I swear to Adam. God. That would be a Although, very <laughs> powerful. Oh, yeah. Them she's saying Adam's herself. name over and over again. <laughs> During halfway through, this made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like, there's no real connection, but it was just like they said Adam over and over and over again. And I'm just like also imagining what it's like when you're playing this game. And I'm like, oh, he's not enjoying this game, is he? And then just halfway through, they're going to say his name over and over. Maybe I stopped paying attention by that point, but when were they saying it? Was that the crow? You, you might not have gotten there yet. It's, uh, okay. it's chapter four-ish. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's it's when Mitzi talks about her past and why she's here and why she wants to stay in your room and, and, and that sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, and her boyfriend specifically, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, this will add to the many things that I didn't like about this game. So, if I, if you guys will indulge me, can I go through the first few minutes of this game? Because I have some comments. Sure. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, game starts off with a cutscene, uh, the character kills herself, and then uh, you, you get dumped off into a field. So, you 
you can try to walk left, but you're not allowed to right now, so you walk to the right. Um, then there's a door. You try to open the door. Nope, you can't. Sorry, it's, it's locked. Okay, cool. So you keep going to the right, and you're going to find a key somewhere. Um, there's an ambulance. Oh, you can't open the ambulance either. It's also locked. So you walk away, and then there's a cutscene that happens with it, and now, okay, you can go back and you get a key. Uh, and then you go back and you open up the door. First thing you've been able to actually succeed at. Uh, you go in there and, hey, there's some planks. Nope, you can't do anything with the planks. There's a generator. Nope, can't do anything with the generator. Alrighty then. Okay, cool. So you leave and you follow a deer. And then you find a body. Nope, you can't do anything with the body. Okay. Rope to untie the body. Nope, can't do anything with the rope. Alright. Okay, what about this door over here? Nope, door's locked. Okay, fine. Go over the other way. Hey, there's another gate. Hey, it's locked. And, like... All, like every interaction you have in the beginning is something that you are not allowed to actually interact with. It's just you're being stymied at every, at every turn. And I think it would be easy to make an argument that this is intentional, but like for some kind of artistic effect here uh, about feeling hopeless or helpless. Um, but to me, like this is supposed to kind of be like a tutorial area and they're just telling you you're not allowed to do anything. Like I really did not like that as a choice to not be allowed to actually interact with anything successfully. You get on a list of like, what was that? Like 10 things you can't actually do anything with. And for like dumb reasons, it's like, oh, this rope will take me hours to unlock. And it's like, great lady, you got time. Have at it. <laughs> there definitely I some was right there you with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, on, man. yeah, just undo the knot, please. It's like, yeah, it was just miserable to have. It's it just like everything you attempt to do, it's like the most basic tasks are unavailable to you. And okay, yeah, that's probably or may have been a comment on depression, which in its own right is kind of a cool thing. But like from a game perspective, wow, I do not want to play this game. <laughs> I don't know if this is I like, mean, be- like... Oh, go ahead. All in all, that takes like, what, five minutes? Ten minutes? Yeah, it's not arduous, it's, but it's... To be yeah, fair, five it's minutes not in the game is really a long time. And the intro yeah, game is very powerful. It's, but yeah, it is in but fact one hundred percent of the time that you've spent in that game. Sorry, what were you saying, Zoe? Yeah, sure. But I mean, I guess I again just wasn't. I mean, before I actually say I wasn't bothered by it, there is stuff about this game that bothers me a lot and that I'd like to get into. So we'll put that there. Like this game's not perfect. But I guess when it comes to the whole interacting and locking, sure, it's annoying, but it also just teaches you that like each key can only be used once. So as soon as you use an object, it immediately falls out of your inventory. <laughs> so you know when you see another locked gate, okay, there's got to be a key elsewhere. And yeah, sure, like I was really fucking annoyed that Susan is just such a whiner in the first <laughs> half of this game. Oh my god, the whole scene of like her in her apartment trying not to get her red meter up, that's a grievance I have. We can talk about uh, that later. Yeah, but, that was um, miserable. But um, yes, but I think that's kind of a part of Susan's character to development. At least that's how I hope the game is going to approach it later. Um, with Susan just feeling so helpless and hopeless and whiny and just fucking annoying. But hopefully, you know, as the game will progress, maybe she won't have those comments towards interactable objects anymore. Um, it's hard to say. But, I mean, yeah, show, for the first, like, half of the game, it's not the best way, but I guess it does teach the gamer some things. It, it, it teaches you to be annoyed at everything i don't know that like 
you can teach things and allow people to like open a fucking door like like you there weren't even doors that you could just open everything is locked everything is barred everything is impossible for you to do like, i think this is partly also two things one of them is just like what your uh mind state going into this game of like i'm excited for this narrative experience or let me see what the what i have to do to get through this game so <clears throat> that leads me to another interesting point i thought this game was going to be kind of a horror game um and i like was not super looking forward to that because i'm not a huge fan of horror um i, I think it's interesting but i don't interact well with it um but then this game actually has not been a horror game to me this game has been kind of eh on that side of things although they did have that one really awesome moment where you're walking through the tunnel in the beginning and it gives you just a, a title like not title card but like credits yeah like a, yeah, a man's name appears no 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 before that oh you're walking okay. down so after you fail to open a door and walk towards an ambulance which you can't open um <laughs> you get this like the the, the stinger.wav that they have with the violins and like the the piano or whatever and uh it's just like a game by whoever and it's like that's your first jump scare is is the creator of the game telling you who made the game yeah it's pretty what? awesome it's pretty i was awesome. like are you why do you think that's good <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> by you McCoy. it's like because that doesn't make any fucking sense like that's so atypical that the crux of why i love this game if i were to put it into like a, a single concept is that this thing says fuck it to everything you expect out of a game. When they when when Zoe read that thing about what the developers had said about this game, I was like nodding the whole time like, "Yes, I've played way too many of those predictable AAA games that suck. This is nothing like that. I actually lost the ability to follow where it was going to go. Like I wasn't sitting there going like, "Well, obviously the next logical step is this." And you might surprise me with one character turning on me or something. It was like, "I have literally no idea what you show me and I'm so thankful for that because this is going to be fucking <laughs> weird and I'm on board." Like it's not, it's not like oh I've heard this story before. I can't wait to see it play out with new characters. It's like oh I have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Let's see. Did you have any idea how to solve the puzzles? Because boy howdy were those nonsense. Some of them no, were tough for me certainly. But wait, for, to, speaking not. of the beginning of the game though, I will say, <laughs> I think one of the core tenets of the early puzzle design of this game is. Uh, how much are you paying attention and how much are you focusing? And trust me, this is something that I struggle with because i don't always focus super intensely um and sometimes i'm distracted by something um but the point is that when they say here are 10 things you can't do the premise is supposed to be now you should have a good understanding of the 10 things you can't do so when you do get something you can put it in the proper place it's the same thing with the dialogue you have later where you need to learn things about these characters so you can tell it to them again so they don't kill themselves or ultimately they do anyways but the premise is like you need to be keeping this stuff in your head you need to be focused you need to be accumulating information about what the tools you have and what the doors and paths you haven't gone through and can't go through. So when you start to get tools, you can start to figure it out and start to progress. So I have a counterpoint to that, and that's chapter two. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> yes. So, okay, there was a point in chapter two where so you're, you're trying to escape a hospital, right? And it becomes pretty clear early on that you need to get a, a like a, I'd like to leave, like a letter that lets you leave through the security guards as well as someone's wristband, right? Yeah. And uh, so in order to get this lady's wristband, you need to tell her what her mother's name is. Sure, kind of a conceit, but okay. Um, so I did the most logical thing, which was to grab a wad of gloves and jam them in the toilet and force the receptionist to go over there. Um, then I went over to the front desk where there are files on every patient as well as a letter of pardon. 
And I would think, okay, so the files on every patient should include like, you know, contact information, probably like how useful would that be? So I take the, I take the letter of pardon and I try to take the folders and it's like, no, I'd rather read magazines. Lady, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like the solution is right here. Like I have a solution to the problem. I have solved the puzzle in a way that makes any goddamn sense. Instead, what I have to do is actually disregard what she says. So you can, I had to go to a walkthrough for this because it was bullshit. Um, I, you know, you have to get some lady to give you medicine and you probably have to do this twice, despite the fact that your main character says, I can't let them do that to me again. Oh my and God. Like, I, that pissed me off. The fact that she said, I can't let them do that to me again. And it is a core aspect of progressing. Yeah. This, the whole, that whole hospital sequence was garbage puzzles. It's like the classic point and click adventure nonsense, with the rubber chicken with the pulley in the middle. Like what the fuck? I'm so mad about chapter two. <laughs> I think that's pretty reasonable, to be honest. Like, th- th- chapter two is a little strange. I mean, there definitely are puzzles th- scattered throughout this game that are a little like, how did you describe it in the one of the previous podcasts? Like, I rubbed these two things against each other, and then I rubbed everything, you know, the, all the <laughs> yeah. permutations of everything against each other until finally I realized, you know, brick needs to go here. Um, it's moon logic is the official term for that. <laughs> moon logic, huh? I mean, I do think there's a there's a point i i did not get that hospital puzzle very easily and there's a lot of things you have to do in a specific order in order to get things to work and i do agree one of my grievances was because of like you said like susan wakes up after being drugged the first time and she's like i can't let them do that to me again so i was like okay i've got to avoid that woman coming for me at all times now because who knows, this game's going to probably throw something at me where I, like, die, or I, I don't know. But, like, that kind of puzzle was very, like, very cryptic. Because, you know, you talk to the drugged-out patient in room one, and she just talks about a spider's heart and the red stuff. And then the only way to actually get the red stuff is if you've picked up the medicine thing and the glass shard beforehand. You only truly know the mother's name if you know that you have to turn the hot water on and like leave it on for a good like 15 to 20 seconds before the letters appear. I just turned it on, left it on for five seconds and I'm like, nothing's happening. So I just turned it off. And there's two other sinks that are complete red herrings. (laughs) Right. And the option to take a single glove, which is distinct from the option to take many gloves and are completely separate items in your inventory. there's a lot within that chapter that i thought was a little weird and i mean thankfully i felt like the puzzles after that chapter weren't nearly as yeah weird and complex as the hospital room but i do agree like it is kind of annoying how the dialogue kind of dupes you from some doing some things when that's actually how you progress um to me it's like what is the point of this game being a game like what 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 has your choice to emulate the secret of monkey island like why have you chosen this what what does it add to have these nonsense puzzles like sorry but you have to make a scarecrow for reasons sorry but you're not allowed to smoke on the balcony until you've had your coffee sorry but like none of these things make sense and none of them tie into the overarching anything like why why this genre why i think it's because they like making 
I think it's because the game designers enjoy making these puzzles. And that's fine if you're doing it as a hobby, but I bought this game for money. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) So, joke's on you? I guess, yeah. Like, fuck me for playing this game. (laughs) Um, I guess so, huh? (laughs) Thanks, thanks McCoy. One thing that really frustrated me about about the um the second chapter was that I figured out a lot of the stuff by myself and it took a long time but I and so I got the the thing that was full of like narcotic blood from the the narco heart spider um and then I went to talk to the woman and I had to go through like six different dialogue options before I could just give her the thing in my inventory that it didn't recognize that I had. And she explained <laughs> to me how to find it and yeah, where to go. It's not in the dialogue. Awkward. What enough. To and people were constantly ridiculing me for this. Cause I kept talking to people to try to like see the new dialogue option where I could be giving them the thing, but no, you have to like use it in your inventory, like period. Right. Like, but I went dating? into, I, but I couldn't exit the dialogue with her in order gotcha. to get to giving it to her. Gotcha. I thought there Good was an option to like, leave the conversation. Like, I thought one of the dialogue options was like, I'll talk to you later, dot, dot, dot. It, it wasn't <laughs> during that time. Like, I, I literally say, had to go through every single dialogue option for that one to appear. I will say, I think it's a really good... I think this particular sequence is a good one to to point out because like if you sort of like take some of our context in like I was playing this with Gabe sitting next to me and Zoe like watching a stream of it right and so and then and then during that stream James uh, messages me on Steam so like it's so much of our oh. context other than Adam's experiences in this story <laughs> so bear with me um, <laughs> but like when we were playing it I could feel like a raising level of like nervousness or agitation with zoe being like okay here's how you saw like she wanted to just tell me the answer to this one because she just wanted it to like keep progressing and i Mm -hmm. knew that was because like oh this was kind of a little convoluted isn't it like uh, (laughs) low-key bullshit right here and i could feel that but it was like okay like fair enough um and then uh because Zoe would literally say things like now what else could you do with gloves in a bathroom like you know just like <laughs> like what are you the tool tip like are you the script um but uh I'm like the little clippy like the little paper clip hey looks <clears> like you missed something <throat> in the bathroom but you might want to turn around and check it out <laughs> exactly like oh you haven't done everything in the bathroom have you like <laughs> um but anyways and then just to, to cherry on top of that james just texts me like or well, Steam messages me, which comes up and then like jankily comes back down again <laughs> in the corner, <laughs> and it just says like, "Yo, dog, what's the mother's name?" And uh, I think just because apparently I'm an asshole, all I responded with was like, "Oh wait, you didn't go into the field with all the happy music and the roses," and then just left it like, "Yeah, that. <laughs> just yeah." I saw that and I was like, "Oh fuck you, dude." <laughs> <laughs> but and, then yeah. you found a, and then you found a walkthrough because fuck this game is that what happened <laughs> maybe it, it was funny because it actually like obviously it wasn't like this but in my head it was like dude i think james is asking me for the homework like <laughs> 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 uh, which is awesome but anyways yeah I, I think this sequence in particular was probably hard i, I didn't have the worst experience because again zoe essentially like directed me in the right way um i to just some suck degree. at spectating games that's really 
<laughs> no, that. I think you did you did McCoy a huge favor. You spared him from that puzzle. Dude, yeah. McCoy like didn't know that Sheila was a name. That couldn't spell it. <laughs> I did pull out the whiteboard for one puzzle and that really pissed off people. <laughs> it was for the Dude, twin doors awesome. puzzle. Where like, you know, it's about the, the oh, what would the yeah. liar tell you? What would the truth teller tell you? Oh. I just remembered that puzzle from other things in my life where that puzzle exists. Yeah. Um, yeah. That part of the chapter, though, I, like, wasn't... I was like, oh, that was supposed to be a jump scare. Oh. All right, now I'm tired of orchestra hits. I never really well, I don't saw think it as, like, intentional... I don't think I see it as intentional jump scares. I think it was just meant to be unsettling. Which, that's just kind of how I felt throughout most of this yeah. game. I wasn't scared as much as I was just unsettled. Yeah, that's fair. I was kind I of it, neither. Like, I didn't find this game unsettling or scary. And I did not feel particularly invested. One thing that I noticed during chapter one is that, like, okay, so the premise begins with your character killing themselves and that they, they really just want to die. Um, but then, like, people like, things kind of threaten your character. Like, oh, I'm going to hurt you, and it's like, great, do it, I don't care. That's, like, the point of this, isn't it? Well, but you're immortal, so you right. should care, because... <laughs> now now you are, but, like, during the first chapter, like, the, the, like, the Queen of Maggots or whatever is, like, kind of low-key threatening you, and it's like, cool, pull the trigger. <laughs> That's what we're here for, isn't it? I feel like most of the dialogue options really got at what I wanted to say, but I feel like maybe Adam's experience was different. Like, he wanted that badass option of, like, do it. Fucking do it. Um, which they did not let you do. Notably, I, though, maybe one of the badass option of quitting the game. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, by the way, is always an option for you, by the way. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. What about... I guess just, like... So, what do you guys think about the fact that they entertain so many ideas that you might screw something up, but essentially it is impossible. Like they funnel you so hard. They funnel you a little less at the end of chapter four. You can like die in that chapter for the first time, really in a way that is really? not story progressing, but then it just resets you. Um, it even keeps your stuff, but like early on, oh, you essentially cannot do. Why you can hide underneath the table. Got it. I found the table in the night and then we had the podcast. <laughs> Actually, quick question. What happened? Did anyone in chapter three where you're like managing your stress and unstress bars? Like, yeah. Did anyone get stressed out before the neighbor came? Is that possible? I don't so think I, so. I actually, I was curious. I was curious if that chapter just was set up to make your red meter completely override. Because it just feels like everything sets Susan off in that chapter. Yeah. And very little actually calms her down. So I was very curious if it was actually possible to end the chapter with your green gauge full and your red gauge not full. So AKA Susan doesn't have a breakdown at the end of the chapter. I'm sorry, was it green and, or blue? Is that one tripping? Uh, Is this a colorblind thing? Am I colorblind? It, it kind of doesn't matter. It's blue. It I doesn't think. matter. But oh. like... <laughs> But so I actually did look up a walkthrough to see if it was possible just because I was trying to be very careful and doing everything correct and I couldn't. Um, and the only way you can do it is you would have to be playing the game more than once to actually get it through where Susan doesn't break down. So 
for instance, as soon as you walk in and Susan says, I'd like to have a, who's breathing into the mic? Stop that. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, like, so when Susan goes in, she's like, I need to take a shower. The first thing you need to do is go all the way to the bedroom. You have to look at the bills on her table before you take the change out of her purse because then she doesn't freak out about how little money she is she has for bills oddly enough then you have to feed the meter before you even turn on any lights in the room and then you know you have to set up the scarecrow before you even decide to venture out on the balcony with your coffee and your cigarettes so like the point is it's all stuff you would have had to know beforehand would happen to set her off. Huh. And I kind of find that to be a little silly that that's the only way you can succeed. But then again, maybe the intention is Susan needs to have a breakdown in that chapter. Like 100% Just to, that's the intention. Like Right, because I think the point was, you know, Susan just had her badass moment with the doctor where you get to pick out a dealing death blow line and get to badass call yourself the cat lady and i think it was important for the game to revert back to the fact that susan's not cured like susan's still very much depressed so i think it was intentional that you had to fail that but why even give you the meter then i think that's false I mean, sense of hope honestly i, I think they were like i can see that oh go ahead no, I, I agree with their choice of adding the meter. It's it's yeah. kind of like a gamey kind of thing that makes it look like, you know, you could have, like McCoy is saying, kind of a false sense of hope. Yeah, um, like they don't want you to succeed at all. They want you to think you can succeed and then realize you're losing. That's what they want. Um, I think the, the only way that that system actually breaks is when you are like me towards the end and you're kind of lost as how to solve it. And it's just constantly at like one step before breakdown for like an hour. Me just being like, what the fuck do I do? Um, but yeah. <laughs> They, they, they want you to lose and they want you to feel the systems making you like watching yourself slowly lose and uh, try to get out of it, but fail. Hmm. Right. And I think that's a, I, I think that's a good artistic choice for that chapter. Yeah. Um, just in how your anxieties can build up through what it seems like the most meaningless things. Also, what the heck, 60 seconds for a frozen hamburger? No way. <laughs> Is that the time? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 800 watt, yeah. It says okay. on the burger if you decide to examine the burger. Yeah, I got tired accidentally of putting it in anything. There. Yeah. <clears throat> when I realized that if you just clicked take, it progresses faster. I just started doing that instead. I, I enjoyed how, uh, like, you go into your, your kitchen cabinet or whatever, and it's like, okay, cool, take some cat food. Sure, why not? You'll need that. Take some matches. Okay, I guess. Not, no, no idea what we need this for, but okay. Take a core screw. You don't need it right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Can't I just hold on to this for when I do need it? I also I like, you can, get the pack, you can get the pack of smokes. Um, and then yeah. if you try if you try and smoke inside, it's like okay, smoking should calm her down, right? Okay, well, try and smoke inside. I don't want to smoke inside. I usually smoke on the balcony. Okay, cool. So let's go to the balcony. Not here. <laughs> yeah, well, that literally like, happened, and I wanted to throw my fucking computer <laughs> out the window. 
I actually went out to the balcony first and tried smoking there, and it was like not here. And I'm like, indoors then? <laughs> like, lady, what's what's happening? Yeah, what the fuck? There is definitely leaps of logic that you need to make in order to get on board with like what the actual, like, what the developer wanted you to do with a lot of this I stuff. It's a lot. It's not about like solving it creatively like you did with the files. I would um, say calling them leaps of logic is giving it too much credit because it is not logic. In, in some you leap cases. over logic. Yeah. It's like, That's hey, how to get rid of a crow? Meant. I don't know, throw a fucking volleyball at it. Don't make a scarecrow. What the fuck? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, scarecrow. Eh, eh, I mean, I wasn't like, that puzzle's hard for me. But at the same time, it's sort of like, oh, make a scarecrow. Once you get it, you're like, okay, I see you, I guess. Like, but yeah, like, to me, what does it add that you're like, what does the scarecrow puzzle? Let's, let's examine the scarecrow puzzle. What does this add to the feeling of the game? Like, how does this impact the main themes of the game? How does this interact with anything other than nonsense bullshit puzzles? I think I know exactly what the uh, designers were thinking when they made that puzzle. They were thinking, I bet some guy named Adam Stafford is really going (laughs) to hate this puzzle. Fuck that guy. Did you know he paid real money for this game? (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on them, because by that point, after the fiasco of Chapter 2, I was just straight following a guide, because... Wowzers! (laughs) Wowzers! <laughs> I don't think that's jokes on them. I think they still got the money, but yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's to. I mean, like, look, I don't mean to defend that puzzle super well. I fucking struggle with it, but I think it's just uh, to really highlight this crow. You struggled. Is... You struggled with the scarecrow puzzle. I just like already had all the shit in my I just inventory. Didn't... It took me like an hour to, not an hour, but it took me like mo- it felt like an hour. You know, I'm sure it was five and a half minutes of me walking back and forth, but just to go like. What do I do with this volleyball? Oh, it's a head. Because I was trying to put the coat and then the hat to make the scarecrow, and I was like, "Well, that seems fine, right?" And it was like, mm-hmm. "No, you need a." But it didn't like say you need a head. It just I just needed to like figure that out, and then that was just, you know, getting through my s- slow brain until I was finally like, What's, "Oh, what was the milk for?" You can put uh, it in the, the coffee, milk is just an option to stress you out if you put it in your drink instead of magic creamer or whatever that stuff is. I don't yeah. know why they would do okay. that. I didn't check it. I just saw it. It was just like, it was just bad milk or something. Presumably even the hamburger's fine. Yeah. yeah. Meaningful (laughs) choices tag on Steam. (laughs) It's all player choice. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Yeah. What? Well, okay. Let's talk about this though. So this game is, I think a really interesting concept in that it's not just that it, you know, like, it doesn't just touch on, like, depression and suicide. It, like, goes into, like, psychological horror and, like, psychosis and stuff like that, which is, like, a different area, and I thought, like, a refreshing area. Like, what did you guys think of all the therapist scenes and all just, like, the weird, like, you're going into the mind of these people and their fucked up lives, and, like, what did you, you guys think about that aspect of it? Which is, like, to me, a new dimension. It was, was super awesome. I uh, did not get those feelings to the point where I'm not actually even sure what you're trying to say. I'm pretty sure Adam shut down after chapter one and just went through the motions at this point. Yeah, I was still analyzing it. Um, Like I was looking at a lot of the game, but I did not feel drawn in by this game. I feel very blasé about the whole thing. Like Susan's motivations, Susan's like whole thing like it, it's maybe a little bit compelling but not really for me so I mean, like i was still paying all, attention. we also went through the first half it's not like 
you've played through the entire game either. Yeah, I, I suspect it will not get better, but this is just a suspicion. I may be shown wrong. Yeah, if you don't like this so far, I don't see you getting drawn in in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't either. <laughs> um, like, fair enough, right? Like, because like for the very reason you're pulled away, like I or pushed away, I'm pulled in. So like, I see myself being drawn in by the second half just as much as you being pushed away. I thought this game was just somewhat overly sadistic. Um, I just, I didn't really enjoy all of the gross stuff that was going on. There's a lot of like gratifying, well, ungratifying for me, but gratifying torture porn throughout this game that was pretty disturbing to the point where you're like how do people come up with these things yeah why was that line of dialogue needed and yeah there there was a couple things that i thought were unnecessary such as like beginning of chapter four when susan's kidnapped like the creepy pest control guy like says some very lewd things to susan and like I don't know. I think the effect of how much of a creep that guy was could have been passed off without, like, saying some creepy, lewd dialogue. Really? In the middle. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I love that shit. I love, because, like, show me how fucking weird this dude is so when I kill him later, I can have that revenge fantasy, and it's fucking good. You know what I mean? I I thought it was gross. Fair enough. And unnecessary. (laughs) Okay, I'm separate on this, then. I, I rather suspect that the grossness was intentional. Um, like they're probably trying to go, they're probably trying to lean hard into that kind of thing. Um, and you can say that it's a good thing or you can say it's a bad thing. Like McCoy thinks it's a good thing, I think. Um, I'm just fucked at up. At that apparently. point, I had stopped caring about most of it. So it's kind of, it was just kind of there in the dialogue that I read. But maybe, maybe that's the real secret of this game is that it makes you stop caring about anything and makes you kind of wish you could quit um maybe that's, no, that's the artistic just, achievement yeah the commentary on why don't you just quit and you're like well i feel like i have to play it um S- stupid friends are making me play this game just kidding yeah. <laughs> uh Is in, it though? in in uh <laughs> in chapter two with the doctor yep. who like kills women and then turns them into weird fucked up versions of famous art yeah like I didn't especially think that was necessary either. I thought it was just gross and fucked up. <clears throat> yeah. But like, I, I want that... to defend that it's, it doesn't nece- have to be like necessary for it to be like... I think gross and fucked up is what they're aiming for. I, I agree. It reminded me of Bioshock. Do you remember that scene in Bioshock where there's this, the guy who like is cutting people up and splicing them together? And like that's his whole premise is he's like the doctor who wants to create the perfect human being by like taking pieces of others and like he just sees the beauty of like it's 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 fucked up man that's I feel like to I've me never the point. I've played Bioshock. Oh, that's great. We should put it on the list. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> it's it's just like I, I totally see like if it's too much for you guys or whatever, that's super reasonable to me because it's fucked up, and it's not something that I would like actively really and you know seek out in my daily life you know i'm tired from work or whatever i just want to sit down and watch some fucked up shit like not typically but to me it's it's world building like oh my and it, and it is not just world building in a, in a global sense it is world building for the revenge porn that's coming 
they are going to cue the music. They are, you're going to build a weapon. You're going to come out there while he's about to fucking get someone. You're going to stab him in the back and you're going to choose your line. You're going to choose your victory line. See you in hell, motherfucker, while you stab him in the back. That's, they want to build how fucked up and evil this guy is so you can just accept that fuck ethics, fuck logic. I'm going to kill this guy right here and the world is going to be a better place. I'm going to exterminate this dude and I'm going to be happy for it. Like, that's what they want to build. So that's interesting um, because I think that runs counter to a lot of what horror usually aims for. Uh, and it may contribute to why I did not find this game to like properly fit the horror like genre, if you will. Like Genres are kind of pointless, but what I mean to say is that the, I did not find this game horrifying in any way because it immediately removes like basically all the stakes. Okay, you're immortal. Cool. Okay, you're going to kill these people? Neat. And like they're not particularly threatening like okay so the doctor stabs you oh no well and then you wake up immediately and it's fine and you go and you murder him cool like it diffuses all the tension to to be immortal in the, in the conceit of the game it's like okay cool we'll just choke them with a pile of my body like <laughs> get in there well is it possible drown them game? in corpses <laughs> Yeah, you die enough times that eventually the room just fills with your body. But, you know, hey, like, is it possible that this game is not horror and instead it's a psychological thriller? Like, it's not a horror movie like It, or I haven't seen it, but, you know, like, uh, all those horror movies that I chose not to watch because, like, Adam, I don't press the button for horror in my life, but instead it's more of a Shutter <laughs> Island. Like, it's more of a thinker. It's more of a weird, what the fuck is up with these people game? Like, I'm not scared for my own personal life. I'm just unsettled by what the fuck is going down. Yeah, I agree. I just yeah, don't I like it. I definitely think it's fair not to call this a horror game. Um, I, I don't know what exactly I would call it, and maybe that's what they're trying to aim for, is they're trying to not particularly care about genres. Um, to, to Zoe's point earlier when she was reading about the, um, the developer's intentions. But yeah, for me it very much does not work. I mean, I don't particularly like horror, and I, I guess prefer this to a game that is this much nonsense and also has jump scares other than those weird credits sequences jump scares still confused by that i love that shit what about the fucking title sequence that was like an hour in and it's like you cut your arm off and it's just like this epic music while they play like the developer's name and they play like the musician's name as you're just running around bleeding everywhere did nobody else find that scene amazing that was pretty cool yeah. i was gonna say that's probably one of my favorite openings in video games just in terms of like, already, like, before her arm is even cut off, you're like, oh my god, I'm reaching my arm into this fucking hole. Something's gonna grab me. Why are we doing this? Susan, get out of there. And then what you know is gonna happen happens. But then you have this, like, really cool, like, Gabe, I think you called it, like, Trent Reznor-esque, like, rock soundtrack in the background. Oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> As she's just running around bleeding everywhere. And then, yeah, I I thought it was an awesome way to kind of introduce that, like, we are fucking in with this game. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. I think this game has mm -hmm. incredible timing. Um, and it showcases it in a lot of different separate ways. There are a lot of dialogue options that are dialogue, I guess, point, like quips and stuff that are just so perfectly timed that you're just like, holy fuck, what the fuck? And like, I found myself like laughing out loud or just being like, fuck yeah, at like a bunch of their timing. Like it, it just, they had a grasp of, of pacing 
in a way that I thought was super rad. I mean, yeah, you could argue then you lose the pacing with 30 minutes of puzzles that you couldn't solve or something. But but when they were <laughs> when they were in the game and they were doing it, I felt like they were nailing it. And that title sequence is but, a perfect example. Yeah. Like, uh, I think, like, one of my favorite pacings, like, so far in this first half was when, like, Liz is just talking to Susan. And Susan's like, oh, that girl who found me, like, she clearly was, like, trying to burglar my place. And Liz is like, well do you have anything valuable in your flat? And then there's just this long pause and Susan's like, maybe. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah, this, you mentioned the writing, right? But I think the writing, like, I agree. It's fucking rad. So I have a question for you guys actually regarding Liz. And, and so this is a question that I was unable to get an answer to from the game because the game will sometimes remove dialogue options. Um, was like, you could ask the receptionist where Liz is. And I think that option got removed for me at one point. Um, who? What, what does she say if you choose that option? Did anyone get to? She says, uh, who's Liz? I've never heard of her. Then again, like people come through here all the time. I can't remember everyone's name. Okay. Mm. Wow. So we just went Wikipedia on our ass. She just literally was Google. No, like, I just, I remember asking that. That's all. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like your memory for this game is like on Google levels. Like Adam just asked you a question through Discord like it was Google and you answered it. That's impressive. <laughs> McCoy, we asked her that too. Did you not remember that? We did ask her that, yes, but no, I did not remember it. Because <laughs> I'm not as good as Google or Zoe, apparently. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of, like, so I kind of want to talk in, in terms of pacing. Like, I think we've come to the conclusion that some of the puzzles in this game are very stupid, and a lot of it is you're just going through the motions. Me personally, like, in order to succeed in this game, it's literally just pick up everything that can be picked up and use it on everything that's interactable. And eventually everything is going to fit where it needs to fit. Um, and a lot <coughs> of it is done on accident. Um, such as like, for instance, in the fourth chapter, you're trying to stop a draft from going through the window. Yeah. And I literally just interacted every object on the window outside. And it's like, oh, I'll put a painting here. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Oh, that's like, why I picked up that painting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, why do I have a paint? Like, the, I guess the cool, like, the nice thing is that, like, everything in your inventory has a purpose. So, like, you know uh, it goes some, somewhere. That's not quite true. But, the glove in the hospital was unusable. The one glove? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I I just picked up a ton of gloves because as soon as I got that option, I was like, a ton of gloves. Awesome. It's like magical yeah, so bag. Like, I guess the, the one glove well, right? doesn't do. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sorry like, I wonder why they gave you the option to take. It's, it's like, you know, okay, normal numbers of gloves do not include one or 50. Like you don't pick up like <laughs> like two. Two is a good number of gloves. <laughs> yeah. I feel like but yeah, for like for the most part, everything is interactable in the game. Like besides the one glove, ton of gloves fiasco there. Like, <laughs> but then again, like because of that, I felt like with a lot of these puzzles, like I said, you were just kind of like aimlessly going around like in the fourth chapter, I was able to logic through what I needed to do to get to the end of the chapter. Um, but some of the motions to get there were just interacting with everything and putting everything in the most random spots. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I kind of feel like, yeah, that takes away from the main storyline. And I think that's just how I feel about games in general. I had the same like kind of qualm with Celeste, just that the gameplay itself takes away from the story. But in a way, like the gameplay, quote unquote, for the cat lady just kind of seemed a little like just silly and meaningless in some places. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I can understand the argument with that. I can understand perhaps some of the logic puzzles as Susan's going about her flat and trying not to have a panic attack, maybe. But like, especially in like the hospital scenes, a lot of those puzzles were just kind of stupid. And you're like, why am I here? Oh, yeah, I'm in here because I try to take my own life. Let's get back to that part about it. So I either hope with the rest of this game that maybe I, I hope that the puzzles become a little less like random and silly and perhaps the story is a little more uh, theme focused with Susan's depression, her relationship with Mitzi, finding the eye of Adam. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think going to the point about Celeste, it's like. Celeste's gameplay was fairly disjoint from its story, which one can say isn't great. Um, but uh, at least the gameplay was good. Like, if someone were to dis like to to remove the narrative aspect from this game and just have its like escape sequences, the game or something like that, like I would just refuse to play this game. <laughs> No way. And just being somebody myself who likes the narrative aspects of games where a lot of this is just dialogue and moving through a story, um, that's why I'm more on the positive end of this game, just because it's less gameplay, more narrative. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not particularly compelled by the narrative, but I can see what they're trying to go with for it and it's like I, I can appreciate that even if it isn't something that I personally enjoy hmm. Adam did so, you get to the part where you play as a cat and you have to like sneak past the man yeah my favorite part was that you had to sneak past the man um, and, and then really stop the pushing the direction that you're going and push the other direction or else you go back into the room and have to do it again. Yeah, no, I love that. That was my very favorite part of this game. Aside <laughs> yeah, from the fucking... That was so, so frustrating to me. I was like, could you have done anything other than exactly what you just did there? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's like one of the big sins of games is to like reverse the camera direction when you advance from one screen to the other. So that yeah. you would just like immediately turn around and leave. Like that. that's like a big <laughs> sin. And they yeah. just like, hey, you know, it'd be great. Exactly that. <laughs> yeah. uh, they do that in a couple of places yep. and other things that bothered me were very long pauses before you get control of your character or control over anyone like at, the most salient point to me was when it's fading in on chapter 4 um, it's like fading in and there's Mr. Gas Mask there and uh, it just has this very long fade in and I'm like alright we've been here for a minute um, can I move Mr. Gas Mask? Nope Hmm. Okay, I guess we're still waiting. Still waiting. And then dialogue happens. It's like, neat. Because sometimes it's like you enter a room, but your character is obscured by scenery, so you don't know where you are. Yep. 
And so it's just like, cool, I press a direction and either I will leave the room or enter the room and it's anyone's guess. Or like maybe it's a cutscene or something, you're like totally not sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's no indicators anywhere about any of that uh, stuff. The hub lights up when you're able to move around yourself. Yeah. That's oh, okay. how I... Thank you. I will follow, follow this away along in the same folder of information like press the spacebar to advance through text. <laughs> Did you not know about that? No, I, I, I figured that one out, which was a mercy. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. I figured that one out while I was trying to figure out that woman's last na- uh, mom's name. And I was like, there's a whole list of names. You're going to make me go through all of them to see which one is correct. And so I did that, and they were all wrong. <laughs> yep. And so then I, I did it again, because I was like, did I miss one? Yeah, they, uh, like, they, they definitely do a lot of that. Like, you have to have done the logical thing in order to have even the answer. Like, you have to have the telephone number before you call, <laughs> whatever, or something like that. You know? You can say right. fake shit to her, but you can't. I will say, like, look, I loved this game, but there are there are definitely like one of the things that I got ridiculed on when I was streaming to fucking Zoe and and, and uh, Gabe was watching was uh, when they give you like a presentation of like five dialogue options, and what they you know typically games in this fashion, what they want you to do is you have usually either you have to go through every single one and then you can proceed or you can go through a certain number of them and proceed, or there might be a dialogue option that just straight skips that in general and it just gives you the option if you want to listen and hear more about the story you can if not you can skip so i click the first one and it and then it you know plays that dialogue option and there were five before and then it goes away so now there's only four right and you're like okay this is reasonable so then you know i'm like i get this system already i'll just i will go through them one at a time it'll choose them in an order that makes sense to me to try to fit the story so i'm doing that and all of them go away except for one that i had already chosen and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder if I can say more about that topic. So I hit it again, and instantly, <laughs> Zoe and G- and Gabe are just like, what the fuck, man? Why- we've already done that one. We don't want to hear this shit. I'm like, well, it didn't go away. You don't understand. Like, there could be more. Why did the other ones go away, and that one didn't go away? There must be a reason. And everyone's like, oh, my God, dude. So, yeah, there's definitely some of that jank around the edges in, in a lot of places, and especially in that. Like, clearly, this game wasn't play-tested. Like- yeah to it's not foolproof tested there's definitely ways in which you feel like your logic can surpass the logic the game wants you to approach things at and i just think that's a limitation of the game studio itself and the developer just that yeah. you can't hire play testers of course none of us got into a logical situation that was unsolvable like notably like they're de- they definitely did a lot more of cleaning um, up around the edges than you would believe i would say i did i never got into a like a quiet lose state but i did feel that i got into a place where i had to use a walkthrough because the way i saw forward was not the way forward that existed in the game despite it being like correct like i'm firm in my belief that i solved that puzzle in a good and reasonable way um and it the game simply wouldn't let me progress because it was wrong somehow Okay, that's super fair. I guess what I was trying to say specifically is like a programmatic error. Like it wasn't like there was right. a bug and you couldn't solve it because you just broke all the states of the game or or one key state. Definitely there were situations where it's like, like I think, like Adam, look, you know, I love to disagree with you and all that shit, but I think your point about the file system is really rad. Like, cause that is a cool way to solve that puzzle that I never thought of, but I think it's super cool. And I, I wish they could have rewarded you for that. Um, instead, that was a meaningless object that had no base being there and and in most cases they don't have that many meaningless objects that seem to have value so fair Um, but i just mean like they didn't 
you know, it's like when you say like it's not right. play tested. It, yeah, it definitely wasn't in a sense of like this is what the gamer was thinking, but it definitely was clearly tested in a way of like you didn't just go into a room and it just breaks and you're done, which and definitely yeah, could have happened if they didn't endure, test this you know, game. Yeah, it was it was probably tested somewhat, but testing games is a long and arduous process, and they they probably ironed out a lot of the bugs uh, and and lose states. Uh, or were otherwise very careful to avoid them. Um, like this game is not very unpolished. Um, I would say it's unpolished, and I think McCoy thinks that that is somehow intentional. But it's okay to be wrong sometimes. Fair enough. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I really, I really do go back and forth on whether or not that is intentional. Because again, the Steam night notifications look super jank, and like the game will crash if you alt tab, or it will like repeat audio and over again in the jankest way. Like you know, if you've like tabbed out during music. But at the same time, like this is a janky experience. The experience is not supposed to be cohesive and smooth. This is a psychosis journey. This is a journey into insanity and beyond and potentially into other worlds and hell and God. And that is not a normal experience. And you would not. Let me me put your mind to rest and give you the answer to the question on whether or not it was intentional. It was not. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't, I don't think you can say that. I honestly think I, that I can. Is, I just did. I think I will continue to do so. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. I don't think you can say that and be reasonable. Um, <laughs> no, it's just that um, like it's a bit of a read for us to go in and try to say, well, did they intend this or not? And to me, yeah, like you can make those reads. I think those are fair to make, and you know, you can stand by it. And I think you could have every reason to do that. But to me, it's it's about the end result, and the end result is like, what the fuck is this thing at every second of the game? And I think that fits. That to me is narratively cohesive and experientially and thematically cohesive. So yeah, I mean, it definitely was jank, but like this experience was jank. Like that was- I think that is a hard read. I think that is something that would not do well in a high school English class. (laughs) I think there's an A paper in that in high school. (laughs) I've made plenty of those, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Like I am no stranger to inventing art into things that are only maybe arts like you guys i did that a lot in college and it was a great fun fun time um and and i think the seam overlay being broken and the music looping and the lack of proper resolution control and all these the steam things. overlay isn't broken it's just that it's in the wrong resolution and that ruins everything in the game <laughs> yeah. um, so, hmm. it's so if you literally if you try and open it up and it says play the game or go into setup you click setup and then you change the resolution to what it wants to be and not what your computer wants to be because they haven't figured out how to make it run on your computer um then it it runs just fine uh and the steam overlay works just fine yeah it's <laughs> The, that level of lack of, of polish is so I don't mean to say that it's like how rude of these people to not polish their game despite the fact that they are a small indie studio of two people and don't really have the resources for it how rude of them it's it's more that okay saying that this is somehow an artistic choice that they made that, that enhances the experience and like contributes somehow that is a hard read I no way. but but McCoy had that experience so it's not a hard read it's just what happened to him 
to clarify a little, it wasn't that the game crashing was like, yeah, that's the jank that I had. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, for instance, when Zoe was like, I could feel her heightened anxiety as having her having played the game already when we were playing it. And she, every time the dialogue was closing to end, she'd be like, save, save. And I'm like, oh, can I fuck the choices up? Can I destroy everything? It's like, I started to realize after times like, no, she's just afraid that we're going to crash and I'm going to have to listen to all that shit again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's not the jank that I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about the experiential jank of actually in the game. The stuff around the edges, I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to question everything. Maybe I'm the one who's reading too hard. But like in the game, I thought it was fantastically cohesive in just how jank and nightmare. What like have you guys seen Shutter Island? Yes. Have That's the, the 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 theme that it's going for. It's not just like scary. It's like we're de- we're delving into psychosis. We're delving into the mind. Like this is thought- like. Oh, go ahead. I thought the end of Shutter Island just removed all ambiguity. And I thought the ambiguity was the only cool part of that movie. So, like, if you compare that to Inception, right? Like, yeah. you would much prefer, like, the Inception ending where everyone's like, I actually don't understand what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. But this is kind of like Inception too. It's kind of just like, you don't know where you are. You don't know what's real. You don't know necessarily what the next screen is going to hold. You don't necessarily, like, yes, you've been there before, but it may not be that anymore. Like, you don't know any of these pieces. And and that's that's the experience. It's And you, that can feel disjointed and all sorts of stuff. And you can say, I hated it. And that's fair. You might have hated it. But I think that disjointed is what they were going for. Like, that's what they wanted. They wanted it to be fucking weird. Mm. I can see that they wanted it to be weird. I argue that it was weird and bad. Um, and that the weird was not meaningful in most instances. Not in all instances, but in most instances. I, but we will probably is, continue to fight on this point. Fair enough. I think that's subjective and not objective. Yeah, but it's like going back to high school English papers. They always tell you not to say, I think... When you write something, I'm not really sure why they did that, but they are. Me neither. What the fuck? Like, I think is a a really great tool to explain to someone that you're trying to be somewhat firm, but not like a hundred percent confirmed. I die on this hill. Levels of sure. It's like it's. It reminds me of that scene from um, Little Miss Sunshine where uh, the 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 girl apologizes to to someone, and the dad says, "Don't apologize, honey. It's a sign of weakness." It's like it's like that kind of thing. It's like, wait, what? But in any case, they argue that it is your essay and it is implied that it is your opinion and these are the things you think. So you don't need to say that. And it's like, hey, man, just let me introduce a little bit of like questioning into my own stuff. That's fine. But so this game made me think of the book Ethan Frome, which I read in high school and wrote a paper about. Did any of you guys read that book? Did not. Nope. All right, so I hated Ethan Frome. <laughs> <laughs> and that podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I thought that it was basically just a book about sad shit happening because people think that sh- sad shit is deep. Um, <laughs> okay. And there was no value to it beyond the fact that it was sad and people think sad shit is deep. Like just, it's just continuous. Like, oh yeah, there's these people, terrible things happen to them. Oh, look at more terrible things happening. And that was the entire book. 
and I feel like there's some of that going on here with just like weird, creepy, fucked up shit to me, where it's like the only um reason that they put in some of the weird, gory, like sexual violence is because it elicits this like reaction. Um, it's it's not art unless it's angsty. Right. Well, I think there's also more to be developed within the story of this. There's a lot of open plot holes that have not been resolved yet. Um, like, for one, I'm particularly interested to try to figure out what drove Susan to the sadness that she feels. Because I don't think it's just, you know... She put a burger in the microwave for 90 seconds and now she's just going to swallow a whole bottle of pills because her burgers burnt. Like, I don't think, like, there's, the game hints at some, the game hints at some other things that have gone on. Um, For instance, in the fields of barley, she's very indifferent to her body in the ambulance and her body hanging. But when it's her body hanging on the cross with this weird... What looks like a room kind of fading in and out in the picture. She says, no, not this place. Like, I wanted to be anywhere but here. And she's very disturbed by that body Mm. on the cross. So what is that room and why does that give her so much grief in the reaction that she did? Another one that I'm curious is her husband, Eric. The doctor mentions very briefly in your interview with her, with him, uh to talk about your husband eric and unlike before when he asks about your mom and dad and you can choose whether to have a good mother a bad mother a good father a bad father with eric all of the options are i don't want to talk about it so i think the game is going to something has happened in a particular room perhaps involving her husband eric we don't see Eric in this game at all. In fact, we don't know what he looks like. So I think there's more than meets the eye to this. So mm-hmm. I would argue that this game is not trying to be sad just because it's angsty and it's, you know, depression's trendy and cool and whatever. <laughs> like, I think there's actual underlying reasons for Susan's sadness that will perhaps be revealed either through her budding friendship with Mitzi through fighting these parasites or in some other manner. Yeah, I guess we'll have to play another week of this to find out. <laughs> find out next time on... <laughs> I think I think I enjoy this game more knowing how much Adam hates it. Yeah, I agree, <laughs> man. <laughs> and that, that, that is some minor amount of schadenfreude. Um, <laughs> but just like... I think that going through this game, like, for the next week and being like, ooh, Adam's going to hate that. It's just going to bring me some joy. Yeah, it so, definitely brought so, me joy this way through. Just like <laughs> So get excited in a couple weeks when I give you guys something even more Starseed Pilgrimy than Starseed Pilgrim. <laughs> oh it is God, absolutely yes. your right to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we should probably... Oh, 
Yeah, I was just oh, yeah, on the dialogue. Yeah. There were a couple spots where I felt mostly it gave you the option to sort of play the scenario within reason how you want it. Like you'd be a little sassy or you could be a little reserved if you want. But there were a couple of key spots, like Zoe mentioned, where they just give you no option. Like, for instance, when uh, Mitzi wants to, like, stay with you and you, like, think she's a parasite and then all of your options are, get the fuck out of here, demon! Uh, I just oh, wanted yeah. to so desperately, like, usher her in and be like, it's okay, I get it, it's fine, let's see where this goes. Um, but you can't. And it's, it is a weird, unsettling feeling when all of your dialogue options have essentially no subtlety to them and no difference. Mm. It's, it's just an interesting tool. They don't use it very often, but they use it occasionally. And it's I think it's effective. Um, but it is it's weird. It is somewhat like immersion breaking. Not necessarily totally, but you're just like, oh, wow, you're going to do this no matter what I say. Like, I don't really control you. I'm just watching and pressing buttons. So the cringy enough. dialogue option where you ask if Mitzi's part of emo subculture. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> oh, have to say oh it. Oh my God, I love that. Ask that. that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Emo was like a thing in 2013 though. Right. It's The game shows its age. <laughs> okay. So should we give a, hey, how's the experience so far for you? Are you looking forward to next week? What's the deal sort of situation? I mean, I think we, I think we've all established our opinions, so I don't think we need to go into that loop again, but if there's something to look forward to, like I said, with, I want to know more about who Eric is and what happened to Susan prior to her attempted suicide. Um, yeah, everyone maybe say like what you're either like hoping this game will bring to the table next week or something you're looking forward to figuring out. Uh, someone else go first. Let's do reverse order. Gabe, you first, yeah? Dude, I'm up for more revenge fantasy. Killing more people, let's do it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm interested to see where the story goes because... I, I do have nitpicks about the game itself and the mechanics and whatnot, but the narration and the story of the game, I actually do really enjoy it. It is kind of a breath of fresh air, at least to me. Yeah, I, I'm also interested in seeing kind of what twists and turns the story will take us on. Um, I I want to find out like whether the eye of adam is a character that we've met yeah he's in our podcast right of now adam eric oh find out next yeah. time on depression ball z <laughs> <laughs> fair enough what are you looking forward to mccoy what am i looking forward to well let's see i'm just looking forward to more of this game to be honest i We'll see if this changes in the next week. But as it stands for me, I honestly think this is a masterpiece. Like, I really do. And I know that's just crazy to some people. But I just think, like, if you want to champion the idea of a single person can make a game for somewhat most, like, this is it. This is someone saying, fuck everything. I'm going to make some weird-ass shit that I like. And what this game does for me or has done so far is it's gotten me into this mind state where I consistently have one eyebrow raised. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? I am so lost. What? Like, I have no preconceived idea of what you're going to do uh and so it's taking me on a completely unknown and unforeseen journey that's not 
for instance, at my company, we had a long meeting about how there are archetypal stories that everybody knows and they're so deeply ingrained within us that you can reference them with your brand and your brand can then say it's the mother type or it's the hero type just by how it acts on Twitter. And as a result, people know who you are and they can assume all these other qualities and fuck all that shit. This Agreed. game is what like- the fuck is that? No, but that's real though. That's what companies do. When you look at a company that has 4,000 people who work for it and yet its social media presence is entirely consistent of one personality, that is not a mistake. That is meticulous effort. That is meticulous discipline amongst hundreds of people all in sync to give you one perspective of what that beer brand is and what it stands for so that it can stand amongst you like a person, right? And that's the lame part about so many stories that are retold is that you know the story already. You know how it ends. Maybe you switch up one character, switch up another character, whatever. Fuck all that shit. This game, you have no idea what the fuck is real, what the fuck is going on, and what the fuck is coming next. And that is what I'm looking forward to next week. Huh. I wish we wow. talked about That sounds interesting. I kind of wish we talked about that for an hour and a half. Um, so, no, just kidding. I think this discussion has been fun. Um, just kidding. Am, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking forward to more things you can shit on next week. Uh, kinda, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, I, hmm, being done. I don't know. The music is pretty good. I like the music. Uh, there have been a couple of cool moments. Um, I, I think... My stance on this game is fairly clear. I will try and find something that I like for next week. <laughs> is that your homework <laughs> assignment? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all. I'm really excited for next week. I, I'm curious to see if it rewrites any of what you've previously experienced or if it's just a continuation or where the fuck it goes. All awesome. Right. Cool. Sweet. Good, Good choice. Hey, I'm just going to cut in here for a split second. So we ended the podcast as we normally do, and then uh, went off to talk about our host stuff sure. and what we're going to do next week and how we think about structure of the show. And then naturally, we just started talking more about the game. So we don't have that with the uh, original audio, uh, but we do have that with Craig. And so I'm just going to play that. If you're interested, you can obviously skip that. But if you're looking for a little more, we we couldn't resist. So here you go. Yeah. So I listened. I feel like we did a lot of uh, bullying of McCoy's podcast, which I think was appropriate given his bad opinions. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that guy for having a unique perspective. I hate that he brings that to a discussion. If only he could fall in line, right? McCoy would be better if you could actually solve the puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. Hey, hey, hey! I think that's being a little bit unfair. uh, Calling these things puzzles. Are you right? (laughs) Well, they are to McCoy. (laughs) <laughs> I, I i get that they are difficult to progress past i wouldn't call them puzzles <laughs> yeah i actually got like in a long form discussion with people that were not willing to be in this discussion with me about the um the truth like the 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 good door and the bad door situation so like the liar and the truth teller because i found that the answers were were like logically deficient in my eyes, because the answer that is right is you ask the, you can ask either one, what's the door that the other one would have shown you, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, it always points to false, the bad door, then you choose the good door, right? That's the the way you solve that. However, implicit in that 
is the idea that there are actually two questions, not one, because you're only allowed to ask one question. And the question you ask is, what door would the other doll point to? But of course, there is no value judgment on the doors in that question. And as a result, you cannot know what the other doll would point to because you're assuming implicitly in that question that the question underneath that is, which door is the right door, which is a separate Uh, question and is not asked. I see, right. They should have said, if I asked the other doll which door was the correct door, which one would they point to? That is the correct way to phrase that question. Good point. I missed that because I heard that question when I was a kid and was like, oh, it's that one. Yeah. Yeah, which is fair. (laughs) But anyway, so I tried to... Yeah, okay. to me, it's like the only semi-decent puzzle in this game is something from our childhood that we've mostly all heard about. Oh, I thought it was like whether you quit or not. <laughs> the yeah, l- that, the long-form the other, puzzle. The real, the real puzzle is when do I get to quit this game? Dude, I saw Adam playing this game on Steam, and then I saw him replaying this game on Steam, you know, like when it gives you a new notification when he launched it again, and I almost messaged him, like, started to crash? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, did crash, it didn't crash on me. Um, it... I like last night I was playing this and I was like, it's not normally when I go to sleep, but I'm going to take sleeping as an excuse to stop playing this game. Nice. <laughs> Man, how uh, that's a true testament to the quality of the game. What like triple A multiplayer game would you ever feel like I'm gonna take sleep as an opportunity to stop playing this game? <laughs> <laughs> Never. But uh, I'll keep playing it. Good. We we thank you. All right, here's a question after the fact, right? Like we've already made our decision, we're already set, it's fine. Do we think there could have been a second episode out of Celeste? Like looking back now on the discussion that we had, points that we made, points that we didn't make, do we think there could have been a second discussion? Um I don't think that would have been necessary. I think it would have been I think it would have been okay if we had made the first discussion shorter or, or, or made the first discussion focus explicitly on mechanics or something. Um, I don't think it would make sense to have just like another full episode on Celeste. Everyone, I think, got to say what most of what they wanted to say. I didn't get everything I wanted to say, in, but that's fine. Um, I hit the broad strokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just curious. I don't have like a fucking answer. I'm just trying to like figure it out because we're doing this week for two, this game for two weeks. And I think it will be good for that. Like, I think it will, there will be plenty of new shit to talk about and potentially continued frustrations. And I think you can revisit points that were made previously, like as long as they're still relevant or if they have some new development. I think mm. the only thing I really worry about is just getting into the same argument as this episode when it comes to next episode. Yeah, I think that's something that we kind of struggle with is, is, and it's something that I try to do is, is put things away and not argue the same points for too long. Um, and that doesn't always work necessarily. <laughs> I, I only laugh because I, I don't do that. And it's very clear that it would not work if I, if one of the two parties did not do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to like say it's like, okay, we're not going to agree on this point, and we've already discussed it to the level I think it needs to be discussed, so let's move on. Um, but it doesn't quite work. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder why that could be. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's like value in having the same arguments again, but just with new information. Like, Does it continue? Um, I don't know. I think I, it I, can work, but I don't think it does. Hmm. 
it's like we just rehash the same points a bunch of times. Yeah, definitely possible. The thing to me is I think some of those arguments were like the core, like what is this game to you as a person? And I think like it's interesting that we we sit on such different sides of that fence. Cause, like, I'm really confused as to why you like this game. Like I honestly am. I I actually think it's a masterpiece. I really think this is probably one of the best games I've played this year, if not two years, if not, let's go five. Like, honestly. Is, is this some kind of weird reverse Dark Souls thing? Like, if you play it for a couple more weeks, are you going to hate it? Like, I'm so confused. I don't know, man. But it's just, to me, it's like, I really I really think that, man. Like, I, I... It does psychological horror in not a fucking, like, pussy way. And I say that as in, like, so many games lightly touch on it. They're like, ooh, it's cool. There's some twists. But, like, no, this is, like, straight into hell. Like, we're going into hell. And we're going to go into, like, the depths of someone's mind. And I don't know if that's, like, a studied psychology thing. And I think that's kind of rad. Or I don't know why. But it's, like, this game goes deep into the nightmare of existence for certain people. And tries to, like, show you just all sorts of different weird perspectives and and you really do lose control of what's happening and you're just witnessing some weird weird nonsense and i just i love that man i'm so tired of the same thing over and over again i'm like, just confused as if you played like did you play a different game than we did i'm so confused yeah <laughs> it's like it's like when when we were talking about celeste right and you said to me it's a platformer it has some window dressing and i was like you know, listen, you clarified it more and you had more nuance, but the, generally that's not so unreasonable. Um, I feel this game was a psychological thriller and it had some gameplay and that was window dressing. That's how I see it. Now, that's, of course, not the same as saying that either of these could be excluded and the experience could be whole. But it's just that to me, like the the gameplay was inconsequential, mostly to the crazy nightmare that was unfolding on screen. And but the I thing is that I didn't that. I didn't even find what was happening on screen and the story points to actually even be good. Like I looked at that and was like, like okay, so I have in my notes one section or like when you see the the bit your own body hanging from the tree, I should feel scared, but I just feel empty. And I'm like, hey lady, same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean look, like I don't know what the fuck your experiences was, but I'm guessing that you just disconnected from some mechanical thing that you didn't like. And then from that point you weren't receptive. That's my guess, but maybe it's not that maybe it's you literally just, this shit doesn't work for you and that's fine too. But like I sense from your frustration that you were like, fuck this game. And that led to this game being fucked. That's the sense that I get. I mean, I very much was, but I'd like to think that I can generally resist that kind of pull at least somewhat. Because, like, I can find good things in a pile of bad things, and I can find bad things in, in something that is otherwise cohesive and good. But, like, you're saying that it's like you really enjoy, like, how weird and, and wacky and bonkers this game is. And I did not feel that at all. It's just, like, this is just kind of really standard, it's like, bog-standard fare for, like, what this kind of thing is. Is me. this really standard? Maybe I just don't get out much. Because, like, this to me is so non-standard that I just can't, I can't even, like, relate. Like, this is not horror. This is not really jump scares. Yeah, there's some occasional chords and stuff. But this is, like, weird-ass fucking psychologist sitting there saying weird-ass shit as he's slowly explaining to you that as you're slowly realizing the whole world is against you and you're not sure whether you're a mass murderer in reality and that you're just justifying it in your own head or if... 
the world is actually against you in some sort of psychotic fucking way, but it turns out it's actually real. Like, are people really, like, is the pest person against you? Is the psych hospital against you? Are the police against you when you call them for help? Is, are all these forces against you or are you fucking crazy? Like, you don't know. And I'm trying to figure it out. Well, the answer is, I mean, definitely you're immortal. Like, we figured that one out. That happened. I think the pest guy was definitely against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I think the doctor that stabbed you is also probably against you. Like we're not right, certain but, on that one, but 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 I'm is sure. that your interpretation? I don't mean your you, Adam. I mean the Susan's interpretation because her mind is fucked. Like you start to question whether or not what you're seeing on screen is really happening because it doesn't line up in a timeline way. I was saying that we're the serial that. killer. I'm thinking we very well could just be a straight up soulless crazy serial killer and the rest of it is just hallucinations from meds or from insanity or from whatever and we're justifying why we have a story from god or the devil or whatever to kill these parasites and look at how evil they were and we're just a fucking murderer absolutely that is completely within the realm of possibility with the story and i'm fucking down like where's this gonna go that could be it doesn't have to be but it could i uh i uh think that would be nearly impossible to make reasonable um like uh sorry i'm i'm not really sure how to describe why but like for them to have that okay yeah for them to have that reveal they would have to show that like literally nothing that they join you up to this point in the game has been even somewhat reasonable yes that doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility to me the timelines already don't make sense. Shit that they're showing you already doesn't make sense in lineup. Like it's already fucking weird as shit. Are you like, just confused by what's happening on screen? Because I really wasn't. Yeah, like, it's possible that I'm just an idiot, and it's like this is so beautiful because I don't understand it. That's possible, but uh, no, that's possible. Like I, w- I will literally entertain that possibility. But it, it's just to me, it's like, y- wait, you think this makes sense? Like when you're just like constantly killing yourself and doing all sorts of weird shit and like this is happening no it's not didn't happen no she's alive no she's not this that like what like sure. that's makes yeah sense to you? all that makes sense to me wow. it's like okay so you you go into the afterlife and and sure there's some wacky lady who is secretly god kind of maybe that maybe god who gives a shit um she gives you immortality which is later shown to be the case um you have a mission to kill five people and they're going to come to you first so you do that and then there's just some timeline skips like we're at like, between the hospital and the, and the doctor and it talks and it hops back and forth. I haven't gotten to the point where it reveals this, but it hops back and forth between Mitzi and, and when the, the pest control people kidnap you or whatever. But like, you think that their house is like just totally what's happening. Like th- this fucking crazy, like cesspool, like they're c- cutting up human organs. Like it definitely could be reality, but it could also be this fucking weird ass justification that leads you to having a fucking revenge fantasy of murdering their ass. Like you run around with a shotgun at the end of that chapter. Like I'm gonna fuck someone up. Finally, I've got some goddamn power. I'm gonna cock this thing. I'm gonna shoot someone. And like that, you pull a twist on that, and all of a sudden, that's an innocent person. That's an actual pest control person because they were trying to take your cats, and you're crazy. And all of a sudden, you have a complete world shift. And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I'm not saying that that happens, but I'm just saying like they're, they're building something that doesn't fully exist. Like it does, it doesn't fully check out. And so there are all sorts of ways they could subvert you. 
And I think that's fucking rad. There's no indications that they're going to do that though. They don't like, I don't think that that is something that one could expect to have happen. And if it did, I would kind of be like, well, okay, cool. That's bullshit. Because like a good twist causes you to look back and say, oh, I should have seen that coming. Or I had the option to see that coming and didn't. I missed it. Oh, those hints from earlier. I should have noticed that those were odd. In in this, think- no, I don't think anything that I've seen so far has been been demonstrating that Susan Atworth is anything more than depressed. But like, don't you think you're taking at face value these hallucinations she has with this god figure that you don't even know is god or not? Like you're just sort of like, yeah, that's how it was. Like, well, dude, that could be a drug trip. That could be all sorts of things. Like, and, and if you're seeing through her doing- eyes, why? Why would that be necessarily reality? I think doing backflips to justify that would be like really, really hard. Um, for one, there's the immortality thing. You get stabbed and put in, a, put in a place and like you'd have to hallucinate entire chapters of this game to the point where it maps to no, no thing that actually happened, even a little bit, um, which does not work for me as like reasonable things. You know, like even the stabbing, like no character acknowledges that you're just murdered over and over again. Right. Like where where in the story of reality does the immortality fit? Um, To be fair, did they really have a chance to. To react to that from the doctor, you kill him while he's looking away from you. The pest control guy dies pretty quickly, and you straight up shotgun the the nurse lady in the face. I don't, I don't know. It's like that. There, I mean, there definitely are points in chapter four where like you're dying over and over again, and you're responding or whatever. But, but I just wonder outside of that because that feels like more of a gameplay constraint. But maybe it isn't. But it's just like that. That whole like immortality thing that is so clear to you is not clear to any other character in the entire world. Like, doesn't that not ring a bell for like what the fuck's going on here? So no one really has a chance to remark on it, but also like you can see that Mitzi is going to die. You have this like actual psychic proof of like you know that this person is dying. And you can say, Oh, well, it was a lucky guess. And it's like that is a shitty justification for having a twist. Narratively, that would be disappointing as hell. I mean, she says lucky guess, but that's her trying to justify, like, to the character, like, why in the sane world she feels that way. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like you're, in my eyes, and I could be wrong, fair enough, but, like, I I see these interpretations as far too literal, where I'm like, does this make literal sense to you in any way that there's, like, you walk to this screen, and then you walk back to the previous one, and it's a different world, and you're like, well, that just makes sense. Like, fuck that. This is not a literal story this is not a literal experience this is not reality i don't think any of these stages necessarily have to be reality they could be but i'm just saying like shit jumps in ways that don't does not make sense and that to me is opening the door to potentially a lot more than i think what you're giving your credit for i think you're making the argument that it doesn't make sense um or sorry i think that you are making the assertion that it doesn't make sense um and I disagree with that. Um, I think that within the constraints of the story, there is clear evidence of supernatural stuff happening, 
which is enough for me to accept at face value that the Queen of Pentacles is real and you do literally have immortality. Um, and, you know, all the things that she told you about are actually happening now. So, like, I think it all follows. And to have a twist, like, the only twist that I could see is that, haha, the Queen of Maggots was not forthright with you about X, Y, and Z. It's not going to be like, haha, chapters three, three through seven were just kidding. They were entirely hallucinated. Like, what would that even be as, like, a story? Like what? I mean, I personally, if I could write it, I would do it that way. But yes, no, I agree. But I, there's also, keep in mind, room for your interpretation, of course, in that these supernatural things are happening and that it's very, very likely that it turns out that the devil was just being not forthright with you and it's actually the devil and not God or whatever. Like, that's totally reasonable. But it's just that things don't fully add up in this game. Like, you jump all over the place. You do all sorts of weird shit. Like, there is room for more weird shit that doesn't follow the general pattern of, oh, I, I could have seen that coming. Like, it doesn't have to do that. I, I mean, it could. I think there are, el are elements that that hint at it. But you know, you know what it really is? It's like this. It's like, Adam, this is going to be so fucking weird. And I don't know how we discuss this or don't discuss this. But this game reminds me of the feeling that I used to get in college when I would just fucking smoke weed and sit there. Because it's like, these things wash over you and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And you just sort of like start to accept connections and disconnections and things that aren't normal in the real world. And you just try to see like, where could this possibly be going? Cause that doesn't seem normal to me. And if you like disconnect from reality a little and try to follow this in like the mind, as opposed to in the physical body, like I feel like then you're starting to get into a much more interesting playground for it. Hmm. And I don't know what the fuck, like, can you even say like, yeah, dude, I totally get you. Like, I, you know, I don't know, but. I think what I want to say is that you are making over and over again, the assertion that this is like somehow just weird. And I disagree with that assertion. I don't believe that it is weird. I believe that this is fairly humdrum. Um, and maybe it was weird in 2013. <laughs> really? Do we really think that time distance has made any effect? Like, are we really no, that different I from 2013? I don't. I don't. I was giving you an out. Okay, I no, that. fuck that. I won't take. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, uh, God, I know, I kind of know what you're saying. It's just, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know, man. Like, wait, say, 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 say the last point again. I, I had a, I had a follow up point, and then I've totally started talking about, tw like, thinking about 2013, and I think you're that, that it's just weird somehow. I think you need to back that up in a meaningful way because i disagree that it's somehow just weird okay imagine this scenario and this scenario does not necessarily like bolster my point it does in some ways and it doesn't in others so fair enough but there was once an indie movie i watched where half of the scenes approximately or one third of the scenes uh were in black and white and the rest were in color right mm -hmm. and this is fucking weird as shit, okay? Because you're like half these scenes, but seemingly no logical connection between them, they're in black and white. And you're like, well, are they memories? Are they mind's eye? Are they what you you know wish could have happened? And you're not sure. Uh, so that's happening in this movie. And the whole time through, I'm trying to make connections. I'm trying to sit there and I'm trying to puzzle out what the fuck is going on? Why is this scene in particular in black and white? And why is this scene in color? What is the 
artist trying to signify to me? What does the story mean? What is the answer? What is the whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So that I think supports my point in that sometimes weird shit can be a slow but sure indication of something that you're not expecting or you're not perceiving to be the case. And it's slowly but surely trying to solidify a point like these are sequences where the character is already dead. And if you turns out that no one can hear them during these sequences, and that's why they're all black and white or something, right? So uh, that has not addressed my original concern, which is that I don't believe that this is weird. You're just saying weird things can be used to do this. What I have seen from weird? the cat lady is that it is not weird. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Like, can someone else, uh, am I wrong here? This game is not weird statement. Agree? Disagree? Uh, I don't know how much of it is... I, I I personally think the game is weird. I don't understand, Adam, how you can... Like, I, I guess I'm just trying to wrap around my... Like, in some of the scenes in this game that you can just be like, uh, cool. Move on. <laughs> like, it, like, nothing about Dr. X's little demon den, like, ever even struck a chord. You were just like, eh. Kind like, of. I'm sorry, but I feel like you just kind of like came in with an opinion and then it's just like you shut down over everything. That's kind of the what I kind of feel like your attitude was towards this game is just like probably similar to like my Starseed Pilgrim like thing. It's just like you have like one bad thought and then it just like compounds itself to the point where just every single aspect of the game you just shut down to. That's just kind of how I'm seeing it. Certainly, that's a possibility. Um, I don't think that's unreasonable to say that. Um, and I think that that is... Uh, so, for instance, um, part of the reason why I talked about how the, the beginning... Like, Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 were both miserable. Um, like, well, Chapter 1 and the first half of Chapter 2, we were solving puzzles. Like, both of those were, like, pretty miserable um, from, like, an experiential, experiential standpoint. Uh, for me, and so I probably did shut down somewhat. Um, and like I was seeing, the, you know, the, the, the Dr. Xavier's corpse den or whatever, and it was kind of like it, it wasn't that they, it like wasn't like, oh, hey, this is a strange thing. I would not see this on my way to work. It was like, okay, this is fairly par for the course if we're going to have some kind of gore porn torture chamber. Like, this is kind of what I would expect to see. It ties into something the characters mentioned before, the, the art on the wall. You know, oh, you're a fan of the arts. Okay, sure. And it ties into why he is kind of a creep and kidnaps women. And it's like, yeah, this is just kind of a logical progression of this. But at this point, we've kind of figured out that Dr. X is, is a bad person. So just take that to its extremes, its supernatural extremes, because he's a parasite. And that there you go. Like, it didn't really impact me all that much, perhaps because I had somewhat shut down by that point. But it wasn't something that was like groundbreaking. Like it's not something that to me, it, it doesn't, weird is not the word I would use to describe it. Okay. And so that, that's just a subjective opinion then of that's just your impression of the game. And clearly it affected McCoy in a much different way. The thing that I'm kind of like trying to get at is like I almost feel like you're telling McCoy he's wrong to think that this game is weird because of all of these qualms that you personally have with the game uh, like I guess that's I... kind of what I'm getting at here like because clearly McCoy enjoyed the game and you know 
and I think he has every right to. And Boy enjoying things isn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> also, to clarify, by the way, I am totally okay and thankful and happy to have the discussion that we're having. Like, I am in no right. way under attack because you think it's wrong. I actually enjoy that and I want to explore it. Like, I, I am so for that. Well, right, but I just kind of feel like the argument's getting a little hostile with like, why do you think this is weird? Like, this is not <laughs> weird. Like, why do you think it's weird? And I'm just trying yeah. to kind of get it back to the okay. argumentative standpoint with that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I get I can I can kind of come off that way sometimes. Um, what I'm trying to do is make McCoy defend his points because I don't feel that he has yet. Um, and I I want to know why he feels the way he does about this game because I I mean I certainly don't but that's not quite it I am trying to pull the answer out of him um and I get that I can kind of sound hostile when I'm doing that but I don't think less of you McCoy for oh, <laughs> having your opinions and, of this and I by the way I don't think of you as hostile like I I see, I see all the points here I, to me it's just like I. I am actually seriously curious if I'm the only person who has experienced what I'm experiencing. Cause it seems like it's, you know, maybe Zoe's somewhere near there. Gabe's furthest away. Maybe James somewhere in the middle, like Adam's the far further away, I guess. But you know, I'm just curious, like pulling people in, like did nobody else feel like this game was quote weird? Like, okay, yes. Like I, I know that I haven't defended that particular thing. And I think there's value in defending that, but I'm just saying like, can anyone jump in and say like, yeah, you know, I totally thought this was sequential and logical and reasonable, and I'm totally following it. And not only that, I think these scenes were clearly reality, and these were clearly not, and this was clearly happening, and there will be no more subterfuge. Like, what? Did anyone, did anyone feel that way? That is actually how I felt. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, okay, yeah. fair enough. Does anyone else feel yeah, that way? I, I, I did not really feel that way. Um. I thought that there was some weird stuff going on with the timeline. <clears throat> um, and there was some ambiguity. Basically. Yeah. By the way, the danger of any indie, uh, not indie, uh, artsy narrative is that the ambiguity isn't real. Right? That's the danger, right? Is that I'm following some fucking... Uh, conspiracy theorist path through this game right and eventually it's just the practical realistic option by the way that story that i told earlier about the black and white color it turns out if you do the research which by the way i in this case would not recommend you do because it breaks your heart it turns out that they ran out of money for film and black and white <laughs> film was cheaper and that's why they did that and so that's what sort of movie was that it was from it was uh, one of our know. russian movies that we yes watched. it was <laughs> i forgot you and i were like trying to piece together so much what the color versus black and white meant and then when the professor was just like oh yeah they just ran out of budget for the film and we're like oh <laughs> <laughs> wow that that's just that's that's a heartbreaker right there see i don't know why you don't have the same reaction to the voice acting you're like no well, but I'm it saying. works and it's like does it <laughs> i, I mean it I does like for you i guess which is fair the thing is, that was an example of, unfortunately, like the tendency, the desire, the the dream of following an artsy narrative to some crazy, hypernatural uh, conclusion 
that has all this hidden meaning and all this whatever i wrote the sickest a plus paper don't you see it's just like this you mortal like i'm above you uh sort of perspective isn't true right in that case but i think there are narrative stories that do that well and i think there are artsy stories that do that well and i think that is if i would oversimplify the game that is the game when you watch an artsy narrative is what does it mean underneath what are they hinting at for instance, what are they saying on the on the surface? What is physically actually happening? But what could that possibly mean? And what are the connections you could make outside of that? What else is going on here? Like if you think about uh, Russian film as a good example, like a lot of it is like, hey, uh, we're highly surveyed in all of the stuff that we do. So if we say anything against the government or against our country, we're literally to be killed. So we're going to create the most patriotic narrative that all it does, if you read the underlying themes, is explain how sad this war is for us and how devastating and empty it can make us feel underneath, right? The underlying is that. But the front, the realistic of what's happening is a war novel about the country being amazing. Like that is beautiful to me. And, and that the search for that in things and the search for things that allow for that extra interpretation is one of the things that I love. And I think this game has enough ambiguity around what's really going on that it allows for you to try to create something else. What, what are the connections? I don't claim to know what they are, but I claim to see them forming in some weird fucking way. And maybe it will never go the way I thought. And maybe by the end, I'll be totally wrong. But fair enough. It's got something ambiguous about it that leads me to try to make these connections, to try to make this extra narrative, to try to see, does this connect to that? I'm going to wait and see if there's anything else that could corroborate that later on because something isn't adding up. I'm not going to buy this at face value. Something else is going on. And I mean, I personally fucking love that shit. Maybe it's not that good, but I love that shit. And that's what this game is to me. And I feel like it's something that we can only really delve into once the full game is played. Like, it might be unwise to be like, no, that's just, it's not that deep. This is total bullshit. So early on in the game. Because who knows, maybe the game is going to have one of those, like, fucking twists to it. And maybe it will make no logical sense. I don't know. This game throws a lot at you. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just a process of me like starting to make connections during the story, and some of them won't leave anywhere, and some of them will will be actively wrong, and some of them will, God, I hope some of them will be right. And this is where me, as the the person who's consuming the narrative, I'm looking through this and I say to myself, God, if they pulled this twist, I would be fucking floored because there's that's just fucking so ballsy. Like they could go with a standard, like everything is true, or they could go with a, you're the, actually the, the serial killer. This is the mind of a serial killer. You, Adam, I, McCoy have no idea what a serial killer feels like and knows like, uh, or, or experiences. Well, you have no idea what their experience is, but because it's such a foreign alien concept, I would never, ever go out there and kill anyone. That's fucking crazy. But what if I told you this is trying to give you a window into crazy? Then I'm like fucking all aboard. Now I'm interested. Now I'm like, okay, cool. I could never experience that in my modern life. I'm down to see. Like that's that's sort of how I come to this as. I could easily see it turning into that. It turns out it's the window into a mindset or a worldview that you literally have never even tried on for a minute. That's possible. And I'm down to see if that 
is anything that they try to explore. They could. And the reason why I say they could is because this game says fuck it to all the AAA bullshit. They don't, they don't have any rules. They don't have any laws. They're showing you gore. They're raping people. They're doing all sorts of crazy shit that's awful. But that lets you know they don't give a fuck. They don't have boundaries. They could explore any of this stuff. And that to me is fascinating. If you want to go into that area where people are typically disturbed or people are typically uncomfortable, like it's definitely not for everyone. And I wouldn't submit it to your, you wouldn't submit you to it if you don't want it. But what I'm saying is like, that's the shit that nobody else is touching on. Fuck it. Tell me your perspective on what it's like to be insane and kill innocent people. Do it. Fuck so, it. I'm down. So, That's fucking weird as shit. First, first off, how dare you assume I'm not a serial killer? Okay, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. I don't mean to say that I, I, I don't think that this game like has the potential to, to improve. Um, I'm going to try and come into the second half of it with an open mind. Um, but like I, from the first half, I didn't really see much that um, lends itself to that. Like, so I was just thinking about it as you were talking, and like, there was the whole the narcotic spider heart thing, right? Um, if they don't bring that back, I will be confused and maybe annoyed because, like, you know, you go into a dream sequence and you literally get a narcotic um, from this dream sequence. So, like, if they had better dang explain how you did that. Um, otherwise, it's just heart, the, the, the heart yes. that you cut with glass. Okay, interesting. Gabe had a theory that that was actually you cutting your own wrists, and it was blood. Oh, well, you, while you are um, uh, narcotic'd up. Yes. Um, just, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to say that's, that, that confirms or denies anything. I'm just saying, like, it's an interesting worldview to put on for a second. That could work, uh, but I don't think that they did really anything to indicate that. They never had, like, a... Oh hey, what weird weird. I must have injured myself or um like it doesn't really make sense from a logical standpoint like that you would have that much drug that like a a um like a ketchup packet's worth of your blood should be able to give someone a high like that doesn't really work. Um Yeah, like in the fact that you yeah, there's there have to be some explaining to do to make that work even. Um. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you remind me of the guy who says like that clip only has a slot for twenty five bullets, and when you shot twenty six, I tilted and left. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't nitpicking, though. This is. I mean, I have picked plenty of nits, but this is not like a nitpick. This is like a. I think for them to just kind of hand wave this whole spider heart thing away is undermining some of the rest of it it's just it to me would be an acknowledgement that eh, we're just making puzzles it possibly certainly possibly i will just say that a number of artsy movies i've seen have done the wave of the fucking spider heart and it's up to you the consumer to understand or not to understand that's like way too far to to guess and to try to figure out how it fits like to i could invent see that, meaning like, into like, it sorry to invent meaning into it yeah yeah, that, that, that theoretically fits as best you can make it, right? Like, there has to be some constraints. But yes, no, I agree. It's a bit of a stretch. And some people are not willing to make that stretch, and some people enjoy that stretch greatly. Um, like, to me, like, does it practically, like, say, like, if we were entertaining that it were blood, right? And I'm not even saying that's a correct inter- inter- interpretation, but I'm saying it's an, an interpretation. Does okay. it have to have signals? Does it have to say, oh, God, I've been injured? Like, do you have to say these things? And do you have to 
make the conceit that you had so much drugs in your bloodstream that that's what's getting the other person high or could the other person just be fucking nuts and there's some w- crazy demon creature that like just for some fucked up reason with their mind is like into blood and that's the shit that they love and it doesn't have to like practically work like the blood gets them high because the drugs have this particular you know subatomic sequence it doesn't have to be like that it's like this person is fucking crazy and here's what gets them off because they're secretly a fucking as close to a vampire as you could get in reality so i think textual evidence is important and it is something that one should demand when like you know i could claim that this game is is you know secretly about a person who sells ice cream and this is all a hallucination that's actually just a daydream of a person who's selling ice cream on the street they are a 60 year old man they sell ice cream um they sometimes think about uh hurting the children because they're so bored of their job um and this is somehow their their huge fever dream right i could make that claim but there's no textual evidence for it so one will be correct to just completely dismiss it um so i think having like they they like in order to say oh it's probably just your blood i think you need you know some textual evidence like any textual evidence at all that this is your blood and i think you should be asked to defend that um so that would be the the glass shard i guess no 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 but i i agree like like for instance first of all side note i would love to hear you make that narrative about the ice cream man that's just like shows how fucked up i am where i'm like ooh, do tell me about that um I agree. There has to be some connection, and that's the that's the difficulty is to making these somewhat outlandish claims around the narrative that, in some way, do have basis in something. Um, and by the way, that I think is highlights one of the cruxes of analytical interpretation versus uh, did they intend. For instance, in this podcast, I cannot tell you how many times it's like, well, I don't know if they intended or did not intend this, and I tell you I, that doesn't fucking matter. And here's right. why. Because I genuinely believe in the death of the artist as well. Like, like, it can have an effect, and I think it is an interesting element, but if I told you what is the experience you had right now in your soul, that's what you get. Um, and, and that says the artist can create something, and it can surpass them. It can go beyond what they wanted to a different area, and it's become its own entity, and that's all fine with me. Um, so then it's like, it's it's navigating this really delicate line of like I made this crazy assumption about ten things and it kind of works. Uh, wouldn't that be rad? And then you go, well, that's a fucking stretch. And I go, yeah, I know, but but hear me out here. Wouldn't it be crazy if? And like that's sort of what I'm approaching you with. But I'm telling you that should you walk that line a little closer to reality, where there are some textual clues, maybe the blood is actually that. Uh, it's actually blood because of the the glass shard. You needed it not to cut the heart of this spider creature, but to cut yourself during this drugged up trip. Like that to me is something. That's something. It might not right. be enough, but I'm willing there's, to follow that later and see there's if there's some has textual order. evidence. But right. in general, what I'm asking from you, McCoy, like in the, in the in the discussion at large, is textual evidence for your claims. Yeah, um, which is fair. And and like. I agree that artist intent doesn't actually really matter to the end piece. Um, in this particular case, uh, I was saying that, oh, I think the voice acting was, you know, something that kind of pulled me out of the experience. And I recognize that if they simply didn't have the budget for it, that's like, okay. Um, it's something I noticed, but it's fine. Um, and then you came in barreling through the wall like the Kool-Aid man saying that you think it's an artistic <laughs> achievement that they've done this. Um, and I'm saying, okay, back that up. Um, yes. 
so like that's that's my approach to this is that I, I'm demanding that you find and provide to me textual evidence for your bonkers claims. Yeah, which I think is totally reasonable. And, and like what I would always say to that is just that to me, and it's like it gets subjective, and then it just sucks because I can't like I have to sit there and say, oh, I thought it was fucking otherworldly the way that those those voices were. Look, look, for instance, I just this weekend went to Bananas at Large, which is a music store, and I spent upwards of $500 on audio equipment. Why did I do that? Because I want my voice to sound as natural as possible, right? That's the game. <laughs> Jesus. No, but seriously, that's the game. This does the exact opposite to that, and that to me could respond in two ways. What the fuck? You didn't go on the same rat race I did to make this voice sound natural. What the fuck are you doing? This is awful and it hurts my ears, which is actually true. It is awful and it hurts my ears. But on the other <laughs> way, I'm going, that is a sound I have not heard. And I will admit that no one is going for that sound. And I think that's kind of rad. Do like, you, you to... are doing something so different. Here, McCoy, next time I will just, uh, I'll use my, my webcam mic. <laughs> um, and you can hear that sound real good. And you'll just hear all my arguments about like Adam is doing an artistic choice right now. <laughs> no, but seriously, like I, I can't tell you. I've got a fucking microphone plugged into an interface, plugged into a headphone splitter, plugged into my speakers, plugged into my computer. Like it's like this nonsense audio chain just to try to get my audio to sound natural. But this is not a natural game and it is not a natural experience. And they said, fuck that to all that stuff. And I think that's rad. Because like the thing is that I, you, you well okay. now you're making a section on artisan artistic intent you, that they said fuck that they might have said ouch our wallets and that might have been the end of it yeah yeah but it comes off to me as 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 a fuck that because I'll tell you I have an audio program called Reaper right and I take everyone's audio track after the podcast I put it all in there and the first thing I do is I match our audio levels it's not an insanely difficult pause process listen if you listen to the podcast you'll know I don't do an amazing job at it but. What I'll tell you is that the audio in this game is not matched in a way that would be anywhere. Like I, an amateur, can do a better job than these guys could. And I look and I sit there and I go like, honestly, you could just turn that up. There was It's not a difficult solution to make those at least the same level. They're in the same room. They're talking at the same volume. You'd think they would match. They don't. They don't. That's easy. That's one knob. That's nothing. Why are they not doing that? That's the, that's the line of yeah. thinking I have. So I'm asking also, why are they not doing that? And the answer I'm coming up with is there's not a reason. And and the answer you're coming up with is is that it is somehow an artistic choice that they've made. And I'm saying, explain how. Right. And I have yet to receive an answer that particularly works for me. And that may just be that, that we're on different wavelengths with this. Yeah, I see that. And I always say yo, it's the fact that it's not reality or that it may or may not be reality and it tries to make you question it. And that may not be satisfactory to you and that may be the end of where it stands. Because um, to me, that is what it is. It's that they are trying to make you question whether this person is a real person, whether you've, you've imagined this person, whether this person is a demon or an angel, whether this person doesn't exist in any sense of, at all. You know, it's like all of that is open to me because this voice is so fucking weird and echoey and it's peaking and it's fucking, what the fuck is happening? Stop. But it's also quiet. It's peaking, which means you're too loud and it's too quiet at the same time. Like what the fuck is happening? I don't know. But I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, that's the choice that you have made to appreciate that. It's interesting to hear you say both stop hmm. and I appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you're not. Yeah, this is not a comfortable experience, don't you think? Like when, when they're when they're like when people are like murdering each other, you're not like this is awesome. I love it. It's like oh my god, this is uncomfortable. Okay, I'm, go on. I'm I'm generally uncomfortable with this game, but perhaps for other reasons. Those reasons are because this game is. I consider this game to be bad, but that's uh, you know the punchline. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I mean, this game is not irredeemable. I, I don't want. To, I, I get that I'm kind of railing hard against this game, um, and I, I will state that I don't enjoy it. But I also think that it's got some good pieces to it. Um, I don't think that it is wholly like utter garbage kind of thing. Um, but it is a uh, as a whole, it is a package I don't particularly enjoy. Super fair. That's because you like game mechanics and not story. That I don't think it's quite fair to say that I don't like story. Um, no, you hate stories. Okay. All stories. <laughs> All of it. Far too, Adam. James has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing is that you can just edit. And Craig's still recording, so you can just like fit that in somewhere and edit me around it. So I'm like, yes, this is correct. Oh my god, did you guys see the one where I fucking edited Zoe and you talking, where you were talking about being in a bathrobe, and she was like, oh my god, you're naked! No, you didn't do the podcast. Okay, so I edited one of the clips of the podcast where you, where Zoe's talking about um, fucking Tacoma, and you walk into the shower, and there's a hologram of someone being naked, right? And so then mm-hmm. she goes, oh my god, you're naked? And then, like, literally, it was not even hard for me. Like, 30 seconds later in the <laughs> actual legitimate recording, Adam says, yeah, well, you know, to be honest, I just wear a bathrobe, but sometimes I don't wear it. It's all good. And, like, I just was like, what if I take <laughs> out 10 seconds of audio and just see what happens if these are next to each other? And it just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, no. I guess I have to read the I have to read the or listen to the podcast so that I can hear what McCoy is doing to me. I mostly don't do shit, but occasionally James says, "Well, it's a co-ed shower," and then Adam says, "Well, I like to wear my uh, you know bathrobe, but sometimes I don't." And then Zoe just goes, "Oh my god, you're naked!" And I'm like, "Guys, I'm not a genius, but I think if we're together, <laughs> it could be fucking weird." <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Anyone else? I'm just curious. Outside of Adam and I, that feels any which way about the the weirdness and the disconnected nature of the story, or the possibility that there are extra themes, or that there aren't, and it's just straightforward. Uh, I'm in the boat of the story is very effective, and it's definitely weird and messes with you know just kind of psychological elements. But at the same time, it's not that deep. Like, and that's just my own opinion of it. I am honestly under the impression that it's just a low budget game. So nothing about the choices of the audio really went into the game. It's like a B movie, but but it's a game. Uh, like, but I mean, I think the story's great. And I really think the story, I, I hope that the story will will go in such a way where Susan has a lot of character development and you know creates a very well-rounded character that is you know very different for female protagonists in video games like i hope that's the direction this game goes um but like yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just, at least with, like, the arguments brought up with, like, sound and everything, like, I'm in the indifferent boat on that. 
particular argument. How reasonable. (laughs) How reasonable. I mean, I just, I find it interesting that people can make these conclusions from it. That's for sure. Like, that's sure. Like, I I think it's interesting that McCoy was affected in such a way. Um, But like I said, I'm in the boat of it's not that deep. (laughs) So I'm just like. I think McCoy sees what he wants to see. (laughs) That maniac. Fuck I that think guy, McCoy is right? hallucinating. Dude, that is not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> so, I, I mean, this of... is also coming from, like, you know, having talked to McCoy and us both mulling over color and black and white in a film, only to have it be fucking nothing. So that's just made me so jaded the rest of my life. Where it's right, just... that's one <laughs> trauma scenario, right? That's, like, the one scenario that, like, breaks or creates the rule, right? Like, that's the one situation where you were actually traumatized in a real way. But, like... <laughs> Fuck that. The rest of them had meaning, right? Am I tripping? What the fuck? So I kind of feel like um, the uh, I I kind of want it to be the case that she's just hallucinating the Queen of Maggots and she's not actually like immortal and that some other weird shit's going on. That's kind of where I am. I would find that hard to reach from where we are, though. But Yeah, but I want to get there. So it sounds like you have a similar view as McCoy does. Uh, maybe. Just in the, <laughs> just in the sense of, maybe. like, there, it could lead to something, something more of, like, she's hallucinating or something to that effect. Hmm. Yeah. I think the story's going to lead to more, but I just don't think it's going to be to the degree of, like, of a twist that you guys are arguing, I guess. It was all a dream. (laughs) Like, I'm sure that there will be twists and turns, but I think it was all a dream is off the table for now. As something that, I mean, if they did it, it's still still technically possible, but if they did it, I would rage yet harder. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I hope they do it then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad my I'm glad my curmudgeonliness has has been an entertaining thing for you people. I just want to see unbridled Adam Fury. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, I do have to go. Um, yeah, I do as well. Thanks all. I have enjoyed um, talking about this game. Farewell. Yeah. All right, I've got to go, too. Goodbye, friends. Bye. Great choice.